That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, what is up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast. Um, We help people stay sober. We talk about drugs, alcohol, recovery, other random shit. We have some fun in the process. Uh, That's what it's about. How can we smile? How can we have a good time? Be sober and not fuck our lives all up. How about that? Keeping it cinchy. Remember that word, cinchy? Used to say that in like the third grade. You can't do that. That's cinchy. Fuck off. Yes. (laughs) Welcome. I just told you to fuck off, but I was just kidding. Don't. Please. Please. Please come back. If you're new, welcome to you. I'm glad you're tuning in today. I hope you're glad you're tuning in. This show's not to meant. Uh, this show's not meant to replace any 12-step group treatment program or any other professional advice. Uh, it's really meant to just be a form of conversation, some entertainment where we talk about life recovery. Um, we share some. We share some shit that's happened in our lives with the hope that it may help someone else. And of course, have a few laughs in the process. Now today. We're coming to you live from the Hollywood Improv with some great guests. We have Skylar Stone. We have Matt McCarthy. Uh, we have Ken Gar, uh, Justin Foster. Uh, we talked about comedy. We talked about recovery. Uh, we talked about who would win in an all-out brawl between AA and NA. I thought that was an interesting uh, take to hear everyone's perspective on that. Uh, we also played 7-7, seven and seven, uh, which is where each guest... Uh, is asked seven questions. They got to give seven answers in seven minutes. Uh, we had a good time with that one. And if you like this segment, send us some more questions for some future guests coming up and we can play it uh, down the road. You can send those to at real that sober guy on Instagram or at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Uh, you can DM me there uh, if you have some questions and you'd like to hear more of those or tell me if you like the seven and seven segment, uh, whatever you want. Tell me to fuck off. I don't care. Tell me I'm an asshole. Tell me you love me. Tell me you're glad I'm sober. Tell me you're glad you're sober. Whatever whatever it is, man, that communication line is key. Uh, so, yes, you can also check us out at thatsoberguy.com if you want any more information. There's all kinds of back episodes of podcasts and uh, there's a help tab on there if you're looking for a meeting in your area or uh, you want to reach out to someone. There's a foundations uh, number website on there. Uh, You can check that out too. So before we get to the show today, uh, finding the right treatment for addiction and mental health illness can be tough. And that's why Sober Guys continue to partner with Foundations Recovery Network. Foundations stays true to their mission. They have very high ethical standards and they provide treatment in a nationwide network of residential and outpatient programs. They also have individualized treatment plans uh, and they're focused on creating lifetime relationships for long-term recovery. Uh, They've built the leading industries, or I'm sorry, they've built the industry's leading research and outcomes program uh, to fulfill each commitment to each patient and not only the patient, but their loved ones as well. And to meet the whole family's personal goals, really. So you're going to be taken care of if you reach out to these guys. I promise you have worked with them for a couple of years now uh, you, to learn more. You can go to foundationshelp.com slash sober guy, or you can call 833-81-SOBER. That's 833-81-SOBER. You can talk with an admissions coordinator. Uh, you can ask any questions. You can get some more info about what your options for treatment are. All right. So first and foremost, shout out to my buddy Mark Saratella for helping to put this show together. 
Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, along with the staff from the Improv page, Rick, uh, Ryan from the Improv, uh, Brian, the bartender who came in early, uh, who didn't serve any any bar drinks at that because obviously it was a sober show, but uh, he showed up, man. Everybody showed up, and I appreciate everyone coming out, taking time out to come uh, talk some recovery and uh, have a good time. Uh, and then, of course, all of our guests who participated, man. Love you guys, and I appreciate you guys coming out as well. Um, I appreciate you from the bottom of my balls is what I wanted to say. Yes. So I also wanted to talk about stepping out uh, real quick and staying at Mark's house on an air mattress. I think I mentioned this to him. You know, I could have went down and, and got a hotel room and uh, and isolated myself and done my own thing, which is, and it, this wasn't anything against Mark or anybody out, it wouldn't matter who it was that I was staying with or whatever. That's me sometimes, man. I want my own space. I got to do my own thing. And, um, you know, I want to have my own stuff in my own area. And just that's, you know, it's one of those things. And it's a, it's a form of isolating, really, at the end of the day. Isolating. It is. I didn't do that this time. And I thought about it. Mark invited me to stay. Hey, man, you want to crash here? Cool. I said, man, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take you up on that, man. I hope you don't mind. And that was all good. I blew up my little air mattress, man, and crashed out in the front room. And, um point to this is, is we got to step out sometimes. We got to get a little bit uncomfortable because had I not done that, we wouldn't have went to two meetings. We wouldn't have been able to go, um, you know, we probably would, wouldn't have went out to dinner and hung out and I got to see a little bit of comedy. Uh, Ken, who was one of the guests uh, uh, on on the show that you're about to hear, uh, hung out with, with him and, uh, and with Justin actually and with Mark did a little comedy set or watched a little bit of their comedy set before we had a good time. And had I went and got the, uh, you know, the hotel room, we wouldn't have been able to do any of that. And so I kind of had to step out there and just roll with the flow. And it ended up being a great night. We went to two meetings, We went to a midnight meeting in LA, which was, it was any meeting is a good meeting first and foremost, but it was just definitely different. Uh, definitely different. I'm not really a night owl like that, a night guy, uh, I got kids, so my ass is usually in bed early, and uh, I'm up early. That's kind of my schedule. I know for a lot of people in L.A., in that business, it, there's definitely a hot nightlife out there. And so this meeting was was different, man. It was in a really small little theater. It was really dark. In I mean, literally dark inside the room where you couldn't see people sitting next to you. Um, but there was some great conversation, some great, uh, great shares, some great points and stuff. Uh, no, no meeting is ever a bad meeting. It's just different for me. Um, we went to another meeting the next morning, uh, on, on Sunday morning, which was the, the day of the show. Uh, it was a 9am meeting and that was like right up my alley. That was like that morning meeting. You got coffee. Um, everyone's up kind of, you know, the lights are nice and bright in there. It's the morning day. Um, and, uh, just a excellent meeting, man. They did birthdays, probably 75 people in there. Um, people connecting, sharing lots of good thoughts. Uh, you know, people showing emotions and just getting real with themselves and a shout out to my homie Jason too, who I met down there. Um, uh, the, briefly the night before we w- when we went out um, and then we ended up sitting together at the meeting and stuff and, and, and shooting the shit afterwards. And I mean, that's what it's about. Like you get out there and you connect with people and you meet new people. Um, you find this community, this fellowship of other people who are just like you in some sense, who struggle with not just drugs and alcohol, man, because that's really, that's like the tool. You know, you guys, I hear, I say this 
kind of shit all the time, but really just struggle with life stuff. And the way that a lot of us chose to deal with it was, was through substances, you know, and when you, when you get out there, you know, I put myself out there and start meeting and connecting these with different people through podcasting or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, good things happen and fun things happen and different things happen and you get uncomfortable and you grow. And, uh, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. And it's just, I mean, what an honor it is to have that opportunity today, uh, versus going down a path of death and destruction really. Uh, so super grateful for that. Um, shout out to Hugo and a shout out to Rye who both came out to the show. Uh, they were just like, I think, I think Rye had like eight days, uh, at the time. And I think Hugo was like maybe a weekend. He was real early on too. And they, they both, uh, we, I got to, you know, connect with them both after the show, uh, both on Instagram and in person, which was awesome. Uh, I mean, that's why I continue to do this stuff. It helps keep me sober. I have a good time doing it and I get to connect with, uh, so many good people out there. So thank you guys. Um, I drove home directly after the show. I left LA at like 8 PM. I got back in Vacaville about two 30 in the morning. I was tired as shit. I just freaking cranked up tool for probably the last two hours. I don't know if anybody is familiar with the enema album of tool. And then I, I think I eventually got into even some perfect circle, but I was on a Maynard James Keenan kick at the time, but that tool album, man, got me down five and I had that shit just blasted. I was kind of starting my own mosh pit at like, you know, one in the morning in my car, just getting all gnarly and having a good time. I kept having to roll the window down and roll it back up. And you know how it is on those long drives and you're just trying to make it through even coffee sometimes. Um, you know, it doesn't always do the trick on a long ass drive after a long ass weekend like that. So I was very grateful to get back home to my family. Um, man, what a good time. I made 25 bucks on the show. Okay. So if you're wondering, does he, does he make money on these? I don't make shit on them. Okay. Um, it, that's enough to cover a quarter tank of my gas. That's not why I do this. I do it because I enjoy it. I enjoy serving others. I enjoy meeting people. I, Love watching people make some changes in their life, uh, just like I did. Um, and really, at the end of the day, this shit helps keep me sober. So, I mean, man, what a what a cool thing. I'm extremely grateful for that. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. It was fun. We had a great time. Um, each guest, I think, uh, I think, let's see, Justin and Ken went together, and then Skylar and Matt were separate, so you're going to hear a couple different segments here, and uh, enjoy it. Shoot us some feedback. Make sure you follow all these guys uh, who came on. They they uh, give their contact info out at the end of each segment, uh, so make sure to hit them, up, uh, hit them up on Instagram. Tell them that you heard the live uh, podcast at the Improv, and you dug it, and, uh, and yes, I think that's about all I got. Anything else here? Let me see. Any other notes? I think that's about it love you guys. I appreciate you. Um, keep tuning in, keep rocking your recovery, keep doing the thing. Uh, let's get to the show. Here's that sober guy podcast with Skylar stone, Matt McCarthy, Ken Gar, and Justin Foster live from the Hollywood improv. Hello. Round of applause for yourself coming out today. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Uh, I love this podcast. Uh, I uh, friends with Shane, met him online. It's called That Sober Guy. He came down for one a few months ago, and this is the second one. So we appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, without uh, further ado, I want to welcome the, the, the wonderful host of this podcast, Shane Raymer. 
Right, right on, guys. Thank you very much for coming out tonight on a Sunday or today, should I say. So it's really good to uh, to have everybody out here. Um, man, we got some great guests uh, lined up tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about recovery. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have some fun. Um, real quick, I started this, uh, this show or podcast. Uh, I, I uh, uh, got out of rehab in uh, 2013. And I started the show about six months later just to help keep myself sober and at the same time have a little bit of fun, keep me busy, um, and then offer a platform for other people to share and talk about their own recovery, talk about their life experience. Um, and it's turned into something really special. Uh, it's a great community of folks, and so it's an honor to have you guys out tonight. And uh, let's do this thing. So first up, um, we have two guests coming up first. Uh, let me introduce both of them, and we'll bring them both up. Uh, the first one is Ken Gar, and Ken grew up on the south side of Chicago. He's the son of a retired firefighter and homemaker, and uh, proudly hails from three generations of firefighters. Uh, as a graduate of the world-famous Second City Conservatory, please welcome Ken. There he is right there, hey. ladies and gentlemen. Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey. All right, and then we got Justin Foster, too. Oh, I love it, man. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Just yeah, Justin. Fa you don't need to read his bio. Was that it's my fine. Intro? No, that's your intro. Right. You don't need a bio. That's all you get. Justin. He has wow, cool. accomplished nothing. Wow, Ken gets and his family was born Thank and you struggled. So much. And, oh, here's Justin. Blue collar <laughs> roots, guys. I love it. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Welcome to that sober guy fucking podcast. I'm so excited right? to be here on yeah. the. Sober Guy Podcast. Yeah. That's just I'm amazing. Just I'm just so happy much. to be next to uh, Chicago native Ken Gar. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've You're met welcome. like three people from Chicago this weekend since I've been out here. It's kind of yeah, there's a lot man. of us out here, yeah, dude, I, I making our dreams that. happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, we, you and I had dinner last night. We did. We got some barbecue, and uh, I threw it up this morning. <laughs> and it's my second time throwing up uh, as a sober person, and it's not fair. Like, life isn't fair. Like, like that's the reason I quit drinking, so I don't have to throw up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up and threw up, and I was like, "This is all like, like I'm just like mad at God this morning." I was like, "This is a little bit of food poisoning." It was possibly. awful. Dude. Like the food was amazing, and then this morning my stomach was like, "Nope, yeah. we're good." I'm like, "All right, good stuff, man." Yes, thank you so much. That's all I had today. Yeah. That's all I wanted to share. Hey, Justin. Did you, hey. did you throw up, Justin? <laughs> no, I haven't thrown up in five and a half years. Good for you. Wow. Hey, man. Yeah, let's see. That's Hell a yeah. That's right recovery there. right there. Yeah. Put that on my bio next time I come back. Wow. Read his bio. He's mad. Read his no, bio. Just, okay, no, okay, don't read no, my no, bio. No, read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Justin Foster is a native Texas comedian now living in Los Angeles. Hell yeah. It's been featured on the Joe Rogan podcast and the Burbank Comedy Festival, San Diego Comedy Festival, Fresh Faces at the Laugh Factory. And has been voted one of the top funniest comics in Texas by the Improv multiple times. Thank you very wow. much. That's pretty damn Thank legit. You. Wow. Thank you, guys. I like Thank that. You. Holy also, cow. Also hasn't thrown up in five and a half years. And, have, and you haven't barfed in five and a half Which I'm I, terrified to say because that's for sure going to happen tonight. So I far. I do not miss throwing up. That was one of the worst things. Oh, I hated just it. Just like the following hangover yeah. or oh, brutal, man. Yeah. That that alone is the worth the sobriety. Is not yeah. feeling those hangovers and like totally. Like I'm here on a Sunday right now. This is a miracle, <laughs> right? The fact that I'm here right now. I, I towards the end, like I couldn't drink without throwing up. Just on the bar. Sometimes <laughs> you see me like yeah, for sure. I'll take two. <laughs> Bip, sure. Off. All right. Uh, how yeah. Long, how how long? Uh, well. Let me ask this. Who's sure. sober in here? Who's sober in this room? All awesome. Right. Good stuff. Cool, 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 Can we cool. give a little, yeah, little love? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's good shit. Good for All you right. guys. 
The bartender's yeah. going to make $1.50 today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about it. We're good tippers over people. Yeah. yeah. We, we have money. Nachos yeah. and wings. We got money now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I do. I'm wearing a sports coat. So. Yeah, it's really nice. Dressed really up for good. radio, right? Yeah, right. It's <laughs> good. So I understand, Justin, you are Ken's sponsor. Is that correct? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like? What's that dynamic? Um, He'll call me once every couple of months when he's miserable, <laughs> and uh, I'll tell him to go to a meeting, and then I won't hear from him for another month. He so tells me to go to bed a lot, which is weird. Yeah. I'm about to call him up like, this. my life's crumbling because something happened in traffic. He's like, go to bed. I'm like, it's three in the afternoon. He's like, go to bed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I just go, go to, to bed. sleep. Call me tomorrow. Like, he's like, you can't fuck up if you're in bed. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, yeah, uh, right. well that's not true. But yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Diff- different meetings, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what? What's uh what's your guys' um sobriety dates again? Uh mine's mine is October sixth, two thousand and seventeen. Nice, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh December thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. What's been yeah. the hardest thing about staying sober? Um, not drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Probably, probably, yeah, that's to that'd do probably that? be the hardest thing it is. is that I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Um no, I think uh, for me, uh, so so like a little bit of background on me, uh, I haven't had a drink in three and a half years, but I took like, uh, I was smoking weed the first year, mm. and then uh, I got honest with my sponsor, uh, my new one, because like for me, I had a real struggle internally about like, well, this is AA, like it's just, I have a problem with alcohol, I don't have a problem with weed, I hardly smoke any, it's only like four times a day, you know what I mean, like... <laughs> Right you know, um, yeah, <laughs> just, you know, to get through life. Um, but once I got like, you know, I got honest and, and like this, you know, for me, like recovery is about honesty. It's about like having integrity. It's about, you know, yeah. just kind of like letting like living that spiritual path. And so once I quit smoking weed, I reset my clocks, which is very humbling. Um, and uh, yeah, but but I think the hardest thing for me is like once I kind of like quit all of it. Is just like letting those kind of feelings flow. You know yeah, what like I mean? You actually have to feel shit now. Yeah, like, yeah that's, it's that's just awful. Everybody's like, and you, you know, as you guys, <laughs> as, as you guys have been, you know, know, like everyone's like, oh, is it, is it hard to be in a bar? I'm like, no, man. It's like just hard to sit in traffic in L.A. Or it's hard to like, yeah. you know, deal with the guy at CVS that isn't like doing everything I want according to his life. You know what I mean? So it's hard to be at a library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hardest part for me about staying about staying sober, I guess, is uh, sponsoring Ken. Yay! <laughs> uh, there it is. No, uh, I'm uh, high maintenance. <laughs> no, I think you. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. It's just dealing with uh, people. Yeah. Sober. Yeah. Th- things not going the way that you expected to. I know I had a tough time with like expectations. Like you should fucking do it this way, and if you don't do it that way, then you're you're doing it wrong, right? Trying to like catch myself doing that now. Um, I have to stay locked into that sponsor, that kind of stuff, too. What's the L.A. sober community like? I'm from Northern California, from the East Barrier, so it's great to be down here. I got to get to a couple meetings, Mark and I. Uh, we went last night to one and then one this morning. Both two different ends of the spectrum, 11, 11.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. versus a 9 a.m., so totally two different kind of groups. But what's that community like down here? Um, well, I mean, I got sober out here, so I can't really compare it to other communities. I've certainly been in, at meetings in other cities, but, I mean, I love it. I mean, it's very supportive. Uh, it's very positive. Um, I go back to Chicago quite a bit for stand up and for work and visit family and Southside meetings are very different. You know what I mean? I think, um, I think you just kind of live different lives and have different experiences, but I think that's a great thing. I think, you, you know, wherever you're at around the country, like the, the problem is alcoholism and the solution is, you know, the pro, yeah. you know, AA. So, yeah. you know, I, I think, uh, but overall I think the energy is very positive here in LA. A lot of sure. clapping, a lot of like laughter, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, there was even so. some crosstalk going on last night. It was getting rowdy at the night, the nighttime, eleven thirty. Yeah. We don't mess around out here, yeah. bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, people who say they can't get sober in LA, I'm like, kiss my ass. There's like a meeting every thirty five seconds at every corner, <laughs> every block. <laughs> It's like, right, you try to get sober, like you were saying, like in the suburbs or like in the south. It's like there's a 7 a.m. meeting and a 7 p.m. meeting, and yeah. then you figure out the rest of your day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right here, it's like literally like every every church has got a meeting in it every like 35 seconds. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go down. What's like, let's start with you, Ken. Like, was there a moment or what's like the, the, the shitty thing that happened that kind of broke it for you that you were like, fuck, I got I to gotta fucking get some of this under control uh vegas uh yeah <laughs> that's a one word right yeah there. i was in well i mean i you know i work vegas quite a bit and um <laughs> he ballets my fans are here are my fans here okay cool you guys came from vegas very cool um good to see you guys um we'll do a q a uh but no i mean i was in like i was i got some really terrible news and then i went on like this like eight day like bender and i was in vegas and actually what happened was i was working with um, two other comedians. One um, did not have a drinking problem. He was the head writer on The Tonight Show for like 15 years. Just an amazing dude and an absolutely awesome career. And the other guy was like the headliner at the MGM. And he literally said to me, he goes, hey, if you pay for the lift back to the hotel, I can buy the next beer. And for me, it was like, like I n- I'll never forget him saying that because I'm like, you're headlining the MGM and like you're... Trying, he didn't have two nickels to rub together, mm-hmm. and he was drunk every night before the show, during the show, after the show. He was like, and and I just kind of saw these two lives. Like one, this one guy on the left had like everything. He was you know flying to the Super Bowl with Jay Leno, and this guy on the right like just literally was like hitting his mom up for money. And and I was just like, I have it. Like it was like just staring me in the face, and I'm like, look, this is very much going to be my life. Like if I continue down this path, because people forget, and I. <clears throat> As I explained to my friends when I got sober, like, I'm in a bar 300 nights a year. Like, that's my job. My job is to be in comedy clubs, be at bars. They pay me with drink tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want it. Like, people after the show want to drink with me. People send me drinks on stage. Like, that was my life. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, unless I did something drastic to change it, I was going to end up like this person. Yeah. You know? So. What about for you, Justin? No one's ever bought me a drink. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) Never? (laughs) Uh, the sober the sober guy had everything except the headlining <laughs> spot. He was still opening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think for me it was just uh, the mental like just like I uh, towards the end I just um, to me it was just I just couldn't get out of bed till seven o'clock eight p.m. and uh, it was a lot of like really bad hangovers and a lot of unmanageability and um, you know, I was like the dude, if I was drinking at midnight, I'd be calling the people that I had plans with the next day, canceling, saying I had a cold or whatever. You know, ah, sorry, yeah. Mom, I can't meet for lunch tomorrow. I'm coming down with something new. You know, because I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to get out of bed till the sun came up. Like, I literally had roommates, and I would, like, crawl. I would crawl out of my room at, like, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and they were like, dude, we didn't even know you were home. <laughs> like, you've been here? I'm like, yeah, I've been here all, all day. You know, like, just the, the like... I was dating a girl one time, one time, and uh, good for you, man. Thank you very much. I met her in Vegas, and uh, she, (laughs) it was, she. I would be like, "Oh, we got, we got to do shots." And she's like, "Why? Like, you can't get drunker." And I'm like, "Well, that's where you're wrong." So I I got to the point to where it was like I just couldn't. I was just drinks and shots and shots and shots. So I would just pay for it the next day. As far as like I couldn't, like I think we talked about earlier, I could not throw up. I could not crawl from my bed to the bathtub to do like turn the shower on to let the water hit me 
uh, to just get some sort of hydration in my body. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And uh, I made a couple of calls, and uh, my bartender <laughs> took me to my first meeting. <laughs> is that for real? That is real. That is oh, a true shit. story. Yeah. yeah. I think I mine like, took me to my first one yeah, too. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I think I may have a problem with drinking. And she's like, well, I don't know. She was a bartender at a comedy club. She's like, well, I can't diagnose you, but uh, I go to these meetings if you'd like to come with oh, me. Wow. Like, That's probably That's a bad cool. sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get, we get that question a lot, like people that work, uh, you know, night shift, bartenders, comedy, whatever it is. Like, how do you, like, how has that changed for you guys, like being in comedy and having to be, I mean, you talked a little bit about it. Like, what's the difference between when you were drinking and doing it and then sober? Like, you, you tell a big difference or? Oh, my God. I honestly don't think that I should. St- I call it a comedy career. I don't think I should start the time until I got sober. Hmm. To be honest, like I've been doing comedy for 14 years, and the first <laughs> shut up, Ken. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still hosting in Vegas, and I uh, prim. Is well, let's be honest, I'm hosting in prim. This is um, his first show at the Improv, by the way. Thank you very much, you guys. <laughs> Who do I send my avails to? Who do I? <laughs> Who books this? I don't know if uh, I was voted funniest comic in Texas at the Improv. Um, <laughs> No, but honestly, like the first, like I don't know, man, eight years was just me getting hammered on stage, like okay, like like muscling through the set, right, just powering through it, and then going and uh, going to the after party or drinking or you know what I mean. It was all about the hang, and it was never about really the comedy until I got sober, and I was like, oh, oh, I can actually like write shit, (laughs) and you know what I mean. So like to me, like opened up everything as far as like performing and writing and like being comfortable on stage and not having to like just be numb all the time i would have a styrofoam this is really bad i would have a styrofoam <laughs> cup of like red wine i would actually just in sharpie had written my jokes on it uh for like a five and a half minute set or seven minute set or whatever and uh now i can remember up to nine minutes so hey, good for you, you wow much. so so improv if you guys want to book me i'm available yeah <laughs> That's good. So you would write on the coffee cup, what do you do for a living, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Where did you guys cool. meet at? Um, Where did you meet at? Cool. All right. Plug what about merch? <laughs> uh, so I've been out of the game for, for a while. And Mary, what about dating? You're in the dating scene, right? You want um, scene? I have a girlfriend now, but dating... dating, dating recovery, yeah, like, you know, it's so funny because, like, I, I, I didn't follow the advice, which a lot of people gave me, which was, like, don't date the first year. It's like, yeah. I got this. We're good. And, <laughs> yeah, I would... I, looking back, I wish I would have followed that advice because I went through a lot of... A lot of turmoil, um, you know, trying to get sober and date at the same time. It's, you know, you really you should take that time to kind of focus on yourself and um, going to meetings and working the steps. But yeah, I've but but to answer your question, sober dating is great because you're so present and you're so kind of aware. And, um, you know, I'm not like my goal on dates was to like get her drunk and get me drunk so we could be drunk. Like, oh, I can't believe that happened. That was crazy. You know, but now it's just like you actually have to be yourself on these dates uh, unfortunately, and um, but but you get to know the person, and that person gets to know you, like the real you versus yeah. like this medicated version of you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you're not. Uh, well, I think that's a good point too because in that process, you're learning the real you. Like I didn't really start to know who the fuck All I right. was till I was like 32 and actually got mm-hmm. sober. I was like this shell of a person who had no idea, and so actually learning how to deal with life was like a whole new ball game. Even in marriage, and uh, I have kids, so that that's a whole nother topic too. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't even fucking know where the fuck I was going with that. It's a good one, right? Yeah, Isn't it's that great, great, man. I know. There's I that alcoholic brain, week, bro. It's yeah. just rolling like that. It's great. I want to hear more about the sponsor, like mentor type of thing, though. That 
like from with you two because i thought that was cool that you guys you know have that relationship i know for me sponsor it took my recovery to the next level when i actually found a good sponsor who i connected with who could not tell me what to do but just share shit his experience to help kind of guide me along and working through life and the steps and all that kind of stuff well like the first time i met justin i mean i, I was obviously drinking at the time I, I think you were newly sober weren't you yeah it was like a day yeah yeah but like i just <laughs> i mean like I didn't know when on. when I moved to Los Angeles, I didn't know anybody, and like he and I just gelled right away. And so you know, I would go to like you know uh, where he worked at. He worked at a comedy club, and I would go drink in there and you know do sets. But um, you know, I just started asking him questions about like sobriety. I would just be like, you know, I was very curious. I've been cu- I've been wanting to quit for years, yeah. but you know, I had a wedding coming up, so I couldn't possibly quit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a wedding. You know, they were open bar. Um, and so, like honestly, he just did the tw- like he did such a great job with the twelfth step, which was just he, he just led it in an amazing life in this example. And I wanted to be part of that. And so, when I was kind of seeking out a sponsor, I, I kind of wanted somebody in in comedy that kind of knew how my brain worked a little bit. Um, but I also had just the utmost respect for him. And I and I actually had a couple different sponsors before I went to Justin. Yeah. Um, but I you know, and again, as you guys all know, with the sponsorship, you know, you just. That happens, you know, sometimes you're just not jiving with somebody or, you know, sometimes you just, you know, the Lord or your higher power ever points you in the right direction. And for Justin, I've always been very comfortable just kind of reaching out to him, you know. I I went through two, uh, I think two sponsors before I found my current sponsor, Buddy. And uh, that was it. Like his I name's Buddy. His name's Buddy, dude. I Buddy feel like, C. He's from he's from Georgia. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. I feel like every guy named Buddy's sober and a sponsor. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta call Buddy, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. Just go to bed, bro. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Quit calling me. I'm turning my phone off. <laughs> That's funny, man. You guys want to play the seven and seven game real quick? It's, it's what is that game? <laughs> what is that? that? I don't think we can play that game. Seven questions, <laughs> seven answers in under seven minutes. Real quick, okay? All right. All right, first question. So first, are we both answering or yes, should we switching? Okay, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, you yeah. both have to answer. Okay, first question. First thing you do every morning when you wake up? Hit my knees and make my bed. Mm, yeah, same for me. Yeah. yeah. The difference between sober sex and drunk sex? Way shorter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, less apologizing. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> less crying on Ken's part. <laughs> He's not just my sponsor. <laughs> I say go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> this is by far my favorite question. Are you a folder or a crumpler? Folder. Mm. a boy. What is that? Okay, so when you take a shit, do you do you fold your toilet paper oh, or do you crumple oh, it? Oh, I thought we were what talking you, about laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were still talking about sex. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I fold them over, bro. I do, the Maria God, I do the, the Desert Spark Joy fold shirts. But, I didn't yeah. know we were you talking about crumple? toilet paper. No. Do you know what, toilet like, people paper? crumple when they wipe their ass. You know you're I, shitting no, wrong? No, no, no. I don't crumple. I am a folder. <laughs> okay. 100%. Is anybody a crumpler That's what I want to know. Does anybody crumple? I'm a grown man. I use baby wipes. Yeah, dude. Is that Dave? It is Dave. Of You're course, a crumpler? Dave. Dave? I'm just surprised Dave uses toilet paper. He seems like a shower guy. First of all, I have a bidet. So, uh, no, I the crumple, I never, I'm a folder. Yeah. Okay, good. This, good. Is way, sure. this is going to be way longer than seven minutes on this one question. I, I, I think so. We, a we, it's a valid question. We blew, it's valid, yeah. It's, it's but, like, because you well, can tell it, a lot by a person Here's like a that. follow-up. Do you squat or do you do you lean? I'm a stander. Are you really? You're a fucking weirdo, bro. 
to, to use stand. the bathroom? This is a thing. This is a thing. To wipe. You squat or you lean? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. You do it twice a day. Dude, barely. Okay. I need a new sponsor. All right, next next question. Can't be having squatter sponsor me. Would you rather be mm-hmm. a Scientologist, yes. president of the local bowling club, mm-hmm. a Mormon on a mountain bike wearing a helmet mowing random people's lawns, or drunk? I'm one bad set away from joining Scientology, just so I can have a career. So that's me. <laughs> that's my answer. Um, I like the bowling thing. Yeah, that's yeah what, man. Because they get bowling. Too. Bowling players have Bowling's these weird fun, groupies, man. bro. Yeah, totally. You get to wear cool shirts. Yeah, and shit. they all they smoke. Do? Yeah, they smoke like Winston's and shit. Oh, that's They're hot. Fucking yeah. hot. Bro. They're all named Buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> Love you, Buddy. All right. If AA and NA got into an all-out brawl, who would win? I would think NA would win. Dude, NA would wipe the floor. Yeah, with Are you for sure. Me? Have you seen the memes? For Just sure. Look at the memes. That's yeah. what I thought too. All right, number six. We got two left. Number six. Best advice your sponsor or mentor has ever given you? Go to bed. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, and and I I keep going back to that, but like, uh, as how our brains work is like they make like mountains out of molehills. Like everything seems like a big deal. Everything seems catastrophic. And and just that idea of like taking a step back, pausing, and realizing that this really isn't that important. You know, whatever whatever the problem is, that it's going to go away or it's going to find a resolution. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, just you know, going to bed or praying or meditating or you know, really just kind of working the program really helps you kind of get that peace of mind. So sure. that's always been the best advice I've gotten. Uh, my sponsor, every time I call him with a fear, he's been doing this for five and a half years. Man, I'm afraid of this. I'm, what is it? You got to walk through it, baby. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every, I don't want to do this, man. Are you afraid? Yeah, walk through it, baby. God damn it. That's and good. now it's just stuck in my head, right? Every time I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid. Then I'm like, I got to walk through it. And then I do it. And then I'm still alive and everything's fine. Yep. Unfortunately. So last question in this, uh, and I I didn't mention too, we're we're recording this. It'll be out on iTunes and Spotify on uh, Friday this week. And we get a lot of people, obviously, who are new into recovery. That's one of the big things we always want to serve the newcomer. Yeah. Um, So best (laughs) advice you have someone for struggling? Best advice I have for some for, for, for someone s- struggling out there, yeah. I mean, go to go to a meeting. Man. Oh, I love that too. I <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, it's so, it's so, it's really it's, is simpler than people it, make it. It really like, is. Go to I, I say that often. Yeah, I mean, I was dry for like the first seven months, and I was just like, why am I walking down this alley trying to fight people? You know what I mean? Like, and then I called Justin. He's like, come to a meeting. And I was yeah. like, hmm, do they have yeah. cookies? Like they do. I'm That's like, well, then I'm going to go. That's it, man. Yeah. Go to a meeting. Go to two meetings. Go to three meetings. Go to coffee after. Call people. I just told a, a new guy Call in the people. back. I go, I've never left a meeting uh, mad. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's just luck, but I've always felt better after I've gone to a meeting. Yeah, so totally. Yeah. How much time do we have, guys? What are we looking like? All right. Oh, we got the light. Cool. I know. That's awesome. I mean, I'm killing it. I don't know. You've been doing really good. Are you checking right? your, your You've been doing really good. emails real quick? Cool. Actually, the, bar- <laughs> cool. the bartender who took me to my first meeting real just called me. It's, it's, <laughs> she probably, her ears are ringing. You're talking about oh, me. Oh, man, dude. Any new uh, projects, anything coming out? Where can folks find you guys at? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram, <coughs> at Justin Comic. I put up a sketch, a video, an interview, whatever, every nice. single week, at Justin Comic. You can find me on there. Uh, I've got my own radio show on uh, Dash Radio. Uh, you can get Dash Radio wherever you get apps, or if you've got a 2019 GM, <laughs> uh, it's built into the Dash. That's why it's called Dash Radio. Every Monday from 7 to 9, it's called That's Fucked Up with Kim and Ken. Um 
And uh, yeah, it's a great show. And you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kengar was taken because somebody took it already. So <laughs> I was wondering about that. So that's that's good. <laughs> All right. Let me uh, let, let me do this real quick. I thought this was a good quote, and then and then we can uh, we can wrap this little segment up. But Hell yeah. a friend of mine, Amy Dressner, she actually did the show last uh, last time we were here. I saw this quote she put out. I thought it was interesting. She said, "I'm all down with the new sobriety sober movement, but please not let's not forget that the mocktails, the trendiness, and the teas with the cutesy slogans that for many of us sobriety wasn't a health trend, a lifestyle choice, or a political statement, but a matter of life and death." And I thought that, I mean, I know it's a little, little serious, but I, that really resonated with me because I'm kind of on both sides of that, even with the podcast. Like, this is a, created to be a platform. Let's have some fun. Let's laugh. But we're talking about mm-hmm. a serious topic, so you kind of got to balance that out. Um, what do you guys think about that? Any thoughts? Or I, I mean, I love it. I think it's a great quote, and I think it's, it helps remind us of the traditions that we have, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, it speaks really well to the traditions. Yeah, like LAAA can be kind of slick, hip, and cool sometimes. But, like, I got sober at <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> you know, whenever, like, I suppose he's complaining about, oh, I'm like, well, go, go there if you want old school, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know. So I think it's good to switch it up and see um, – you know, people with long-term sobriety and people with, like, two days also versus, like, some of the cooler meetings where you're just kind of, like, hanging out or whatever. I think it's good to switch it up. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you guys taking the time out. Oh, I'm so shit. excited yeah, to do this, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Ken Gar, Justin Foster. Yeah, thanks, Thank man. Thank you, guys. All right, our next guest is an American comedian, writer, improviser, and actor living in Los Angeles. Uh, he's best known for his appearances on the Pete Holmes Show and CollegeHumor.com. And uh, he's also the host of We Watch Wrestling Podcast. Um, give it up for Matt McCarthy. Yeah. What's up, Matt? Hey. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing? Doing good, man. Thank you, bro. We did it. I'm an American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way everyone else's Wikipedia starts. Yeah. So I was like, well, I better write that I'm an American. Yes, you're, you're very I'm American. an American first, a comedian second. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm very good. glad to have you. I'm I got to listen good. to a little bit of your podcast on the way up here. And uh, how many movies do you have? Oh, oh yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> Just to find my movie collection. Right. I'm, I'm starting to catalog them. I'm almost done. Uh, cataloging all the DVDs, and it's and it's somewhere. It's getting close to two thousand DVDs. I haven't gotten to the VHS tapes yet. Where do you store? All I have shit? twelve laser discs, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm very proud of. Nice. I, I, I have a a nice cabinet that I, the IKEA was like, oh, you can put China in this, or like you know, oh. <laughs> trophies where I'm like oh those are where the VHS tapes are and the DVDs are just they're on the floor but it looks nice 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 and set up yeah how does the wife like that she gave me the greatest gift in the world I kept saying like I got a real problem with this she goes no baby you have a passion and I was like (laughs) I'm going to Goodwill (laughs) right now to buy more then They're they're uh, they're out there too. Yard sales, Goodwill, all those places because the VHS man. Yeah. Uh, what about Beta? Do you got anything on Beta? No, but I'm there, open. There I'm I'm open to all experiences. I'm gonna be looking <laughs> up in Northern California now for some Beta shit, and I'll let you know if I find any. Dude, best movie of all time. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time is The Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah, nice. right. It's yeah. a good one. My, my new favorite thing is uh, we go to wrestling conventions a lot, and I'll ask wrestlers what their favorite movie is. Mm. And I got into, like, 
I asked Kevin Nash, Big Sexy. Yeah. I asked him what his favorite movie was, and he's like, of all time. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, I kind of go back and forth between Pulp Fiction and Goodfellas. Oh, I'm nice. like, oh, yeah, Goodfellas is great. He's like, yeah, I mean, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, the Chantex guy. <laughs> Oh shit! And then we started quoting the. He's like, yeah. he's like, hey, who Karen? Who doesn't love Karen? <laughs> they would have found it. The, the, that was all the money we had. We start doing that scene together. I'm like, they would have found it. They never would have found it, Karen. They would have found it. <laughs> These are the moments of our lives. Have you Niagara. reviewed the Breakfast Club yet? Have on I ever show? on the show? Have you reviewed that on the show? I didn't no. back and back. No, I one. thought you were asking me if I've ever seen the. Breakfast oh no! Oh yeah, Club. I was like, huh? one of the best movies ever. I think <laughs> so good. Totally. Yeah, you got to review that one. I will. I see it. Okay. I'll will do that next week. You do it just for me because of you. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. All right. You heard it here. Doom 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 first. MTV news. Anyone? Kurt Loader. Tabitha Soren. Yes. <laughs> so you're a big wrestling fan. I love pro wrestling. Yes. Yeah. You've been Love to it. lots of live wrestling events as well? Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> I might be going later tonight. You never really? can tell. Is there really one tonight or am I just... Probably. I don't... I'm not, I'm not going, okay. but... Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, I love it. It's the best. We did a, uh, we did a, a work... Uh, event and the theme was wrestling so i got to wear wristbands and like wrestling shit Ooh. i was never into wrestling so much but i found a little passion for it just getting into it and then my son got into it we fucking wrestled together it was awesome man my son was wrestling one of his friends today i saw yeah. a video of it they were actually they were just running they were at the science center or something and they were just running into each other and falling down it was a nice. thing of beauty you can call that wrestling yeah close well he was rolling on top of him and stuff yeah. and i'm like this is great he it, he does like my son, I'll, he's three and a half. So like he'll hold my hands and then he'll like run up my body, and he'll wrap his legs around uh, my neck. And I've since he was like really small, I've always said like ah flying head scissors, flying head scissors. Now he says it. Now he's like flying yeah. head scissors. It's great. And then the only way out is I have to power bomb him on the couch. Pile driver, baby. Yeah. And I, then I choke him until he passes out. <laughs> just the one, just him. That's it. Oh, just the one kid you have? Yeah. Just the one boy. Right. Nice. Yes. Nice, nice. Yes. So when did you get sober? Uh, November 24th, 2016. Nice, yeah. bro. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Got to give it a clap, man. Yeah. What, what, did, what did it look like before that date? Um, they tell me I was having a lot of fun. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was, it was fun, and, and then it wasn't, and it was also just... Um, uh, very, uh, I was just a very unhappy person. Yeah. Yeah, very. Like, miserably unhappy that that's what drove you to the point of getting sober eventually? Um, no, because I was such a, uh, wonderful liar, mm. uh, and, and lying to myself more than anything. Um, what, what, so what happened was, is my wife threw me out because I was cheating on her, and then, um, uh, I didn't know where I was going to live, what I was going to do. Uh, I was gonna lose custody of my son. Wow. It was it was the culmination of a lot of uh, you know just spectacular bullshit. Yeah. Um. And so uh, and I didn't get sober like to save my marriage. I got sober because I needed a new life. But getting sober saved my marriage. Yeah. So it was just a it was an interesting byproduct. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it was done. We met with the lawyer and everything. I was just wow. like, all right, you know, this is what we have to do. 
And guys would say, to, I, I would just like say to people, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm going to do. And guys would say to me like, uh, well, it was, see, if, see if she'll put it off for a year because she's not divorcing that guy anymore. And I'd be like, wow, that's great. Maybe you could tell her because <laughs> not really taking my calls. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. So, so, you, so you start to go down that um, basically losing everything, right? I mean, to yeah. some extent. I mean, you really yeah, no, yeah. Hard, I was, I was, bottom, like, I was, at, was, a, I was yeah. at zero. Zero point zero. What do you think finally changed? Like when it started to. Uh, getting honest. I woke, I woke up. Real. Yeah, I woke up that morning. I didn't even think to myself, oh, I got to get sober today. Like, I honestly, I woke up on my buddy's couch and I was like, I got to get honest, you know? And it started from there. Because it was, it was, I didn't know what my problem was, but I was pretty sure it was me. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm the one who's been doing this. I, I need to figure out a new way to live because the, the old way has not been working. Yeah. Um, man, that's crazy. So what... What um? So how old was your son at this time? I guess he's 2016. So he was just a baby. He just turned baby. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was one of the biggest things for me was you know trying to change that cycle that I grew up in and 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 uh, change that uh, you call it a generational curse, whatever it right. is, the alcoholism that I grew up in. When I had my kids, my daughter was almost three when I got sober. Um, that was very important to me. And kind of like you said too, I didn't do it for her or my wife. That was definitely. I, I would I'd be a liar if I said it wasn't a part of it, mm-hmm. but I had to take that personal responsibility and mm. do it for me. Yeah, like was that tough for you to, to do too? Like for for your kid, or was it more uh, like even though you were losing everything, at the same time, like you still have that, like I got to do this for me, and then maybe the rest will work itself out. Uh, yeah, no, I had to do it for me, and I you know, and that was and that's still the approach that I take. And and as far as my family was concerned, I just tried to be of service any way that I could, whether yeah. it was. You know, if my wife would call me and was, you know, like, like get over here. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to go there. And it was bad. It was a bad scene. It was volatile. It was, but it, it was, you know, if it meant just picking up toys or doing dishes, which I never did, or just, you know, um, playing with, with my son while it yeah. was like, you know, she needs to go live her life. Yeah. Um, or, or even just getting a divorce. Like, yeah. if I'm, I'm like... If this is what you need, then okay. If you need me to sign away custody of my son, then I will do that. You know, I will do whatever I have to do to be of service to you right now. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. I, I was going to say a little shout out to your wife, to all the wives, the spouses out there, because we that doesn't uh, that seems to get sometimes put on the back burner because we're so fucked up sometimes that we don't think about the lo- the loved ones of people in recovery. I think that's important to point out sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's been pointed out to me that when we're <laughs> sick, we, we make everyone around us sick yeah. too, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how long have you been doing comedy? I know it's, it's been a long time. Uh, I've been doing comedy since uh, August 12, 2003. Nice, nice. Yeah. So um, what did co- how did that change or, or maybe give us a little take on what comedy used to look like and what it looks like now after you got sober oh god i mean it's fun again it's mm-hmm. uh it's strange because uh, like the i've been in this room i've been in this you know club many times but this room in particular for whatever reason is is kind of the room that i picture in my head when i picture um performing loaded and then performing sober this is actually the first room this stage was the first place i performed in sobriety and um 
and it was terrifying. Um, but before, I just remember it, it felt like a tightrope walk where I just was just trying to finish the set. If I could just be on stage fucked up and just recite the jokes and, and get through that, then because it was, it was terrifying performing Loaded for me. Because it was just, I was like... <clears throat> so you were more scared to perform loaded than sober back when you were getting loaded. Did I understand that? Uh, right? Well, towards the end, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Okay. I mean, but I mean, it, it, it was just, it was one of those things where I was just uh, constantly sabotaging myself and questioning myself in, in any aspect I could. And now it's, it's just, it's fun and it's light and it's like, or like earlier today, I was like, you know, uh, I, I got I got home and I and I was like, oh, there's dishes and there's the dog and I was like, I don't feel like doing anything, but I'm like, you know what? I'll feel better if I do the dish. Our dishwasher's broken, so I got to wash everything by hand, like I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, but I got to do that. And Please I tell me you put an apron on when you. <laughs> no, I use, but I did use one of the dog's towels to like wipe water off the oh, floor. There you go. That's perfect. And then I walked the dog around the block, and it was great. And then all of a sudden, I still had like hours and hours before the show. I'm like, it's like, you know, you think like, oh God, doing the dishes. This is gonna take all day. And then I and then I kept thinking, oh, I got something to do later, and I had that dread of like oh god i gotta go do something i was like oh god i got a show and then i was like wait i'm excited to perform again yeah. as opposed to just like oh fuck oh god that Misery. thing that i want my dream <laughs> oh what a pain in the ass you know like for real that's like the, crazy like just that thought process yes right there. yes mean, of like, like what a fucking drag it is that yeah. i get to do the thing i want to do for real. So that's been the biggest shift of like, oh, yeah. it's fun again. I'm comfortable on stage. I, if I'm not getting a laugh every fucking, you know, millisecond, I don't feel like a failure or a fraud or a fucking, yeah. I'm not going to like focus in on the one person who's not laughing or, I don't know. It's just, I can actually breathe again. Yeah. You know? Well, like that you, you've said a couple of times too, like it's fun again. I think that's yeah. a, that's another big one. Like I know for me, when I was partying and ha like that was fun at the time, but it's like then when I switch over and I gotta quit all this, like how do I still have fun? That's all I know how to do. Like sure. that's that was my whole environment. Sure. Um, what are some things that or how have you experienced that? Like f genuine fun, whether it's with your your son, your wife, doing comedy, like it's totally different that fun versus what it was, you know, when you when we're using. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's 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 unpredictable. It's just being That's maybe part of the fun that it's unpredictable. That is part of the fun of just, you know, yeah. just being present and just enjoying whatever it is that is in front of me. Um, even if it's a, a conversation with with someone of just like, well, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm, I get to talk to this person, yeah. you know, and yeah. I get to listen. Um, it's just it, 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 it's just my perception is it allows me to actually enjoy my life now. Yeah. As opposed to feeling like, well, something's missing. I, I need something fun, and I need I need to be ecstatic. I was I was like, if I wasn't having the best time in my entire life elated, then I was miserable, and and it was always over there. You know, I gotta go over there. Something better's over there. I'm missing out on it. Grass is greener, type. Oh fucking yeah. god, the grass is greener, and they're all smoking it without me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
do you do you still get uh, do you still get um, cravings to drink or or uh, and and if you do like what it, what does that look like? How do you deal with it? Um, I don't know. Uh, it, I suppose so, but I I I kind of crave. Um, yes and no. I mean, I have different cravings now. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm like I'm. I don't. I don't physically crave it anymore, you know, because yeah. I've, I, I, you know, I'm, I've treated it physically. Now it's just, it's more of a, you know, spiritual thing of like, if, if I can not be a, a, an asshole and if I'm not like motherfucking people all day, like, oh, this motherfucker, oh, this fucking asshole, what the fuck is, you know. Yeah. My I, sponsor doesn't let me do that. He won't let me refer, like, if there's somebody I'm like, yeah, that fucking asshole. He's like, no, you need to call him. You need to call John, John, whatever his name is. You know? <laughs> right. He said it takes away that and that anger because I do that same shit too. That yeah. Asshole. It's easy to do. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think I crave positivity but i mean it's just i think i've just been more in touch with my feelings than than not even more than ever just for the first time ever and so just realizing that um a feeling is just a feeling it's not a fact it has a beginning a middle and an end and the only reason i you know i i would be trapped in the middle and just not realizing like oh well i'm gonna feel different soon yeah as opposed to wanting to just dig a hole in the ground and sit in that um because that that it, it it's just a big part of my um my my disease is is retreating you know running yeah running oh, just yeah, like sure, you sure. know I, i'm just gonna go you know did you run like when you were a kid did you run away from shit i know i did That's i why spent a whole summer vacation when i was probably 11 uh 10 or 11 uh hiding in the woods just because I was like, just trying oh, to not be seen. I didn't want to be seen by anyone. I was convinced all the kids in the neighborhood hated me, and I just, I literally, I sat in the woods. So I would, I would get up as as early as I could and just ride my bike, and I would just sit in the woods all day and listen to Guns N' Roses' "Use Your Illusion" one and two, just album. over and over again. It's a good album. November Rain on there, nice and sad. Yeah. Nice and sad. Yeah. yeah, it's really sad when it's like, <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna turn the tape over for the third time today. It's really sad. Oh, man. So, man, what does it look like for you today, bro? Give us a – I mean, I, you've already alluded to some stuff, obviously, but, like, just – how? I mean, life is obviously a lot better since you yeah. got sober. Like, yeah. what, what is that like, man? I mean, I, I actually have a life now, you know. I actually get to – I get to be a dad. I get to be a husband. Um, I actually get to be a human, you know. Um, I'm just uh, – I don't know. I just – I'm just very grateful. I used to I used to think God, I'm I'm so fucking lucky, but now I just realize I'm just really grateful because um, I just get to <laughs> I get to live my life now, you know. Yeah. And I didn't have much appreciation for that before, you know. Gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can we not play seven and seven? I can just ask you if you're a folder or a crumpler. Just we can no. Out. Let's do all you of them. Do, okay, let's do it all. I used to drink seven and sevens because know, of in Goodfellas. Yes, yes, yes. And it was so weird when I started ordering them because in the movie it's just like it's like somebody handing them a glass of water and I'm like they're brown. <laughs> they're brown. There's got it's that seven up it. and Seagram seven. That's a weird combination. I always thought too. Maybe they were it was delicious just the color, but yeah, they were good. I used to drink them at Clark's outside of Fordham University. Oh. Seven and seven. Ooh. How you doing, Hendry? Yeah. Ooh, yes. Fordham University. The Rams. All right. Let's do seven and seven real quick here. Number one, 
Matt, first thing you do every morning when you wake up? Um, I, I think really hard. Of I, I try to figure out what day it is. And like honestly, I'm like I'm like all right, what day is it? And then and and in doing that, I I, I honestly I would if someone if if any other setting or somebody else asked me what I do first thing in the morning, I I don't know what I would say, but like I'll be totally honest with you. I I think what day is it? And and in and in thinking of that question, I'm asking myself, what am I doing today to stay sober? Um, and then how can I be of service? Can, and usually the first person I can be to, of service to is either my wife. Or our three-year-old who's slapping me on the foot saying, get up, get up. And we're like, don't you want to climb in bed with us and snuggle? He's like, no, I want to get up now. I'm like, fuck, have a drink. God, relax. (laughs) He's got no solution, this kid. God. All right, number two, the difference between sober sex and drunk Sex. An erection. A boner. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good old fashioned boner. Nothing. I just like that word too. It's a funny word. Any dead Kennedy fans out there? Oh, yeah, dude. There you go. <laughs> All right. Number three. Are you a folder or a crumpler? A uh, 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 folder. I was raised a crumpler. Oh, wow. So you switched. I did. I what led you to the switch? Just realizing, like, I don't think I'm doing this right. Just Dude, a there's convers- such an art to it. Much like, much like, you know, recovery. It's just a conversation you have with your innermost self where you're like, you know what? I don't think I'm as clean as I should be. Not even could be, but should be. But my son, like, I, I crumple it up and I hand it to him and I'm like, get at it. He's Go for it. He's, th- he's wiping his ass and he's three and a half. That's pretty damn He's getting good. really good at it. My son's yeah. f- almost five and he still won't wipe his ass. I don't know what it is. I try to get him to do it, but. These kids in their I know, rebellion. Just, just ridiculous. With their beads and long hair and <laughs> refusing to wipe their asses. Oh. All right. If AA and NA got into an all out brawl, who would win? Um. All of us, <laughs> probably Alanon, would win that fight. Because <laughs> they're sober. That's right. Well, I guess they're all sober. But all right, number six, best advice your sponsor or mentor has ever given you, man. Oh, uh, do you want to be happy or do you just need to be right? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Fucking, I still deal with that. To be right. Yeah, because it's fun. Because it's he even said to me, he's like. Uh, because I, I was said to him, I was like, well, you know, it's like you say, like, you know, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? I'm like, like, well, like, I want to be happy. He's like, I, he's like, actually, no, that's wrong. It's, it's, do you want to be happy or do you need to be right? And I'm like, oh, that it's, yeah. it's totally different when you put it that way. Oh, yeah. It also, it, just, just, just re- remembering, like, uh, it could have been worse. Oh, yeah. You know, in all respects. Like, I had a yeah. storage unit. You know, because I was like thrown, like I was, like I was like leaving the house, and I took, you know, I had to get a bunch of stuff out of there, and 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 I had a storage unit, and then maybe like a week, not even a week, but like a month after having all this stuff in there, like the place flooded, and like all this wrestling memorabilia and comic books, all all this Shit. stuff that I had, it was all soaking wet, and I and I and I called, uh, and he was like, uh, he was like. And I, and I tell him what's going on. I'm almost like expecting it to come of like, he, he's not going to let me get away with like, can you believe this man? <laughs> like he was like, well, yeah. it could have been worse. Sorry. Could have been your house. Could have been your family. Perspective. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but he was right. He was right, you know. Number seven, best advice you have for someone out there might, who might be listening and struggling? Uh, advice? Jeez. Uh, um, I wouldn't give anyone advice. I would just say this, is, this was my experience, and um, it helped me. Maybe this would help you. Um, and the first thing I did was I asked for help, you know, because no, no, one, no, one, uh, no one can help me if I don't ask for help, and I can't help anyone unless they're asking me to help them. Totally. So Good that's what I would say. You know what I didn't do is ask anyone if there's any questions or anything or thoughts. Just want to do that really quick. Anybody? Any questions? Questions for Any Matt. questions? Why did, why did we bench Conseco? Uh, any oh, questions gosh. in the back? From, uh, what up? From yes. The, from the New York Times? <laughs> <laughs> nice man good shit good for you bro fucking Maybe, yeah. I mean, uh, it, 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 I've um, feelings change, you know. Uh, I, 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 when I first got sober, it was uh, it truly was the best of times and the worst of times, you know. And it was it was it was volatile. Um, so uh, what I did was is I just stayed close with with the people that I uh, was surrounding myself with, and I was honest with them. And and I I was just aware of that if I felt put it this way my my sponsor uh, often says to me he's he's like you know when you start doing this thing you're gonna feel a lot better you're gonna feel sadness better you're gonna feel anger better you're gonna feel remorse better you're gonna feel you're gonna feel every because I'm suddenly feeling again you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, but I'd rather feel bad than feel nothing at all. You know, Warren Zevon said that, but it's, 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 uh, if, 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 if I feel good, I try to embrace it because the old me would feel like, well, I can't start feeling too good because, uh, God's going to take it away from me and punish me for being too happy. Um, but now I just, I just, I try to be happy. And, uh, if I, if I, if I can feel happy, then then I lean into it. And but I also uh, uh, feelings change. Feelings change. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything. That's that's the best that I could say, uh, truly. Because before I would have fucking tried to pull something out of my ass. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I can't be dumb. I can't. I can't be stupid. I gotta. I gotta know. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I like the fact even just showing up tonight. I yeah. mean, that's a big step, just getting around people and stepping out. Fuck, even just stepping out and asking a question like that, that's something right there. So, yeah, dude, just good for you, and congrats on eight, eight days, bro. It's fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. Um, yeah, good shit. Anyone else? Anyone from the Post? Yeah, anyone, anyone? from – Yeah. From, from we already did New York Times. Everyone, right? Anyone from yeah. the LA Journal? Times. No. 
Anyone from Twitter? Anyone uh, who may or may not be wearing socks? Mm. I, I contemplated that today, wearing socks or not. But. Are you both not wearing socks? At least she's <laughs> a lady. <laughs> then wouldn't it be weird if she was wearing like tube socks with those? <laughs> with that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Just wearing like gym socks? Yes. I, um, I know nothing. That's what my. That's another thing I hear. The older I get, the less I know. It's so nice to be able to go. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah. I can try to find out. I heard that. I heard that once. A guy said to me once, well, not to me, but to a, a, a group of us. He was just like, uh, he's like, you know, the longer I'm sober, the less I have to say. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, that is a level of serenity I can't even <laughs> comprehend. To yeah. not want to hear my own fucking voice. Just don't speak. Love it, man. Don't speak. <laughs> don't speak. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Time. Thanks yeah. for letting me do this. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Where can folks find the podcast? Reach out to you if they want to. This is your old pal, Matt McCarthy, encouraging you to follow me on all forms of social media, at McCarthy Redhead. Twitter and Instagram are the places where I'm most active, and you can check out the We Watch Wrestling podcast every Wednesday at 3.16 a.m. Go to wewatchwrestlingpodcast.com, and you can check out Justifying My Movie Collection every Friday morning, wherever podcasts are available. Matt McCarthy, everybody, that was just fucking amazing. Awesome. All right. Our next guest tonight uh, is uh, producer, comedian, and uh, writer. He uh, has his own live comedy show every month here in LA at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, it's. Um, uh, let's see, called uh, Skylar Stone and the people he pretends are his friends. It's one of the top-selling shows around here. It's awesome. Please welcome everybody, Skylar Stone. Yeah. Woo! Yeah! How you doing? What's up, buddy? Thank you for uh, doing a yeah. bio that's about 12 years old, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome, man. That's yeah. a show that yeah. ended in 2009. Uh, oh, nice. Perfect, man. <laughs> it's now called Comedy Rocks and has been for nine years. No, I'm kidding. Awesome. Um, we're off to a great start. Yeah, we're off to a yeah. fucking great start. My name's not even Skylar, actually. No. Um, oh. So you got that wrong, too. Uh, No, it is Skylar, actually. All right, got it. it, Actually, legally, my first name is Joseph. So you actually did get that wrong. But don't worry about it. I go by Skylar. So you actually got it right. I'm being a dick at this point. I don't even know what... No, it's all good. Where are we? Is this the fucking... I have no idea. I forget what day... We're here at the Ha Ha Cafe in Lancashire. And, uh... Yep. I like your shirt. Smells like cocaine and uh, Dr. Pepper. Uh, What? I like your shirt. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's Matt Foley. Yes, I love Did you know it's Matt Foley? I did. Were you going to get that? You're like, is that John Candy? Just gets everything wrong, guy, all day. All right, yeah, no, that'd kidding. be great. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. How's it going? It's good. Is this yeah. the? Am I? There's so many mics up here. It feels yeah, like a press conference. One, either one you want. All right, this yeah. one works. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Thanks for rolling out. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. You from Oakland? I am from the uh, Vacaville, East Bay Area. So okay. About Forty-five minutes out. Did you see Oakland the new fan. the Bash Brothers thing that the Lonely Island I guys did? Watch, I watched about thirty minutes of it. It's fucking it's, amazing. It's pretty damn good. Why would you Where turn did that I off? Come up with that, I fell asleep. It was okay. good. I'm just fucking. Old. Yeah, it was so good. I fell asleep. Um, people do that all the time, right? When they tell you they watch something, you're just like, "Oh, dude, I watched like half your set the other night." I'm like, "It's a five minute set that I put on Facebook." <laughs> yeah, minutes. I fell asleep. Oh, so it's yeah. that good. Okay, cool, excellent. Where did they think to come up with something? That's what I was wondering. Look, I mean, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. That's, I mean, '80s right there. One thing I've learned about those guys. So I tested for SNL in 2005, uh, the same day as Andy Samberg. And uh, the second I there were there there were twelve of us there, the second I met him, I knew he was going to get it. Really? He I'm not. He had such 
a confidence about him, a kind that I've never seen before, huh. ever, and I still haven't seen it since. He literally, if you meet him, he literally walks in a room like, I don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> like, he's just Mr. But, but I think when you're that confident, you have a brain that literally comes up with fucking yeah. shit. Like, well, what? Because it's so unique to, like, I turn it's and so I go, unique. what the fuck is this? Have you guys seen this? You know where we're, we're, we're even talking about? Yeah, that might be good. Yeah, the Lonely Island me. guys, Andy Sandberg, Akiva Schaefer, and uh, Yorma Tacone. They're from the Bay Area, and they all got hired as writers and performers on SNL together, uh, which is pretty sweet. That's a, that's a yeah. pretty sick situation. Oh, yeah. Get hired with your two best friends, and they write for you. Because like, that's the whole thing on SNL. Like, is, or, you might be great, but do the writers fall in love with you, and do the writers want to write for you? Like Jay Moore is a very talented comedian. He was on SNL, and like, nobody was writing for him. You know what I mean? Because like, he was like the last guy to the club. Like Sandler and yeah. Schneider had already gotten on and become buddies, and Spade and Rock, and here comes Jay Moore, and had no writers writing for him. So anyway, um, Andy got these, he, his two best friends on the writing for him. Uh, can you tell I did a lot of research on these guys after they beat me for <laughs> SNL? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. so they're born April 6th, right? 1977. And uh, no. I'm like fucking Rain Man about Lonely Island. Like, just want to suck their dicks. Anyway, um, so, but, um, get a little talent in my mouth. Uh, but, uh, no, um, they did um, a recent uh, Netflix special where it's not even a, what would you even, it's not even a special. I don't, that's, that I was mean, what I was, yeah, it was there's just no the, category the for this. the thing I yeah. have seen, but it was, it was like music videos of them as Jose can say, or implementing, or, it, exp- I, don't I don't even know. know, I don't even know what the word you is. Ha- what is it called, by the way? Um, I don't remember. The Bash Brothers, or? We can look it up. You just got to look it up. Lonely yeah. Island presents the Bash Brothers. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I think. If you, if you look, it, they they gave money to the podcast, and we're supposed to talk about them for yes. five minutes. So, yes. You're um, if you guys have any more questions, we still got like a minute and a half to I talk so. about it. Yeah. yeah, I can get everything else wrong real quick. Yeah, so just give me. A so it's on. Minutes. It's on Netflix, which is spelled N E T F as in. Okay, good. F is yeah. Got it. Got it. Man. So now that we uh, went over... <laughs> now that we show. just sucked Andy off on <laughs> Pretty a much. podcast you for you... You did say you wanted a dick in your mouth. So, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, hey, I don't know. Man, dude, I appreciate you coming out, though. Man, yeah, for real. yeah. And uh, uh, we're going to talk a little recovery stuff. You know what I got to listen to? I drove up from, uh, from the Bay Area. I think I've said that like 16 times now. Um, I listened to the podcast you did with Dom. Which was great with Dom Herrera? Yes. Yeah. Back in twenty, and I think you're like, no, just- the other Dom in comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like, I mean, Dom Schofield. Uh, Dom. Okay. You had only you had only been sober a, a, a year, maybe I think somewhere around there. It was you were fairly new in that time. Yeah. A few months or whatever. It was a great great podcast, but um, you kind of got into the difference uh, between in, in just being a parent, mm-hmm. too, and I'm kind of diving right in here to this shit. Like yeah. being a being a parent is tough, dude. Those are the days when I'm just like, holy shit, like I might. Those thoughts come up, right? Like, how how is that being sober and being a dad now? Man? But I what do you mean exactly? Kids. Like, when 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 thoughts of like just, of yeah, like like thought like stress, for instance, right? Like, I have a hard time with screaming and just the chaos of my wife handles it so much better than I do. Yeah. Um, how do you handle that being sober now? Well, God uh, definitely answered a bunch of prayers. Uh, I'm I'm I can be quite a yeller and uh, and very intense. Um, right, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark Saratella, back of the room. Uh, hey, Mark. Mark's seen me go full Michael Douglas falling down a couple times. Um, yeah, so um, I think I, I probably have like – how many amends do you think I have with you? Like 42? You haven't done any yet. We, no, no. <laughs> I didn't say how many. We, I said how many are on the docket to do. Fucking smartass. All right. I have a lot. To, here's 43. Now I'm calling you a smartass publicly. So, um, so anyway, um, no, uh, what I was saying was um, – I've always been a yeller and very intense. 
and something happened about literally i'm 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 now just a little over two years sober right this is my second second go at it uh i had made it a year and seven before had a nice little six-month relapse almost lost everything actually lost quite a few things uh, (laughs) but uh, didn't lose everything and then uh, now i'm I'm back in two years and right when this two-year journey started the second time about two years ago i yelled so loud one day regarding something and uh Ever since then, I can't. I, I lost the ability to yell to the capability that I used to be. And when I shared this with my children, like my 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 son was like, he's like, well, I've always been praying that you would lose the ability to yell. And I like, it, it's wow. funny, but it's also yeah, like he was crazy. dead fucking serious, by the way. And so since then, it, like if I try and get to a certain level, I can't. I this weird dry scratchy thing takes place in my throat where like i li- it feels like darth vader is like pointing his fucking hand at my throat i can't talk afterwards for like really? it's awful well it's good but it's awful yeah, it's like good for him. you know what i mean because sometimes yeah. i still lose it right i'll be in the car i'm like don't fucking cut me up <laughs> and i'm driving you know what i mean yeah. so you know um so that could be kind of shitty but um you know uh as far as like you know um what exactly? Just, is the being, well, just being, just being sober and being, being present. I guess. Yeah. Just for your kids, man. It's fu- I mean, it's huge. I know my biggest battle is my like now. Like my phone is my is my new cocaine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, that's the thing that takes me out of being present. It's like, you know, I have all these rules for my kids that they can only use their phone so much. And one day, my daughter had the you know audacity to say to me, you know, but the courage, I guess you could say. She said, you know, um, so do you have those rules for yourself with their phone? You know what I mean? And of course, I pulled like a. I'm the dad. Yeah. Shut up. You know, like classic move yeah, right there. Yeah. That's the best dude. Tell me what to do. And see, looking back, I had no I had no clue how many times my parents were literally at a loss for words when they go, I'm your mom is why. Like that's mom's yeah. way of saying, You fucking piece of shit. Yeah, you know, don't like talk back to me. Don't fucking outsmart me without you don't even have the internet and you figured out how to outsmart me. You know. Um, but um, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of at a point now where um I really do want to get better with my phone. Um, and it's, it, there's so many, I just feel like there's so many things to check. How about yeah. today? I was checking in with you and Mark today to make sure I had all the details for the show. Yeah. I couldn't remember where you and I were communicating. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did you text me? Did you DM me on yeah. Instagram? Did you yeah. Facebook messenger me? Was it on my Facebook wall? Was it a, was it a comment? Was it a fu- Like it's, it's inundating dude. Yeah. And I have six emails. You know what I mean? Most for porn. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, there's so much, like, it's just, it's the phone is literally, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really. It it's, it's very addictive too. You're constantly fucking scrolling. They say. I, I remember reading an article about the dopamine in that when you check. If you oh check yeah. And you get a little uh, a ping or a fucking like or whatever. They say that that hits that receptor in your brain and actually gives you a high from that. I woke up the other day with like ninety something texts and I got really excited about it. I'm like <laughs> I have ninety something texts now. Granted, like half of it's just like you know one comedian group text where everybody's making fun of me because I'm the one that's asleep. That's what comedians do. If you're the first one to go to bed, you are ripped on all night in a group oh, text. Wow. You know what I mean? Like all fucking night. Like they'll just start screenshotting your stupid Instagram posts about your wife and your kids. You know what I mean? They'll look at your IMDb and go, oh, you haven't done a movie in three years. You know what I mean? Like they just start fucking, you know, making fun of you and shit. And so I woke up to nine, I think it was like 92 texts and I got pretty excited. But then like I felt really overwhelmed. And then like slowly but surely, like the last few days have been like hell and like so many things are going on. And now I'm like it. I have 314 texts to read right oh now, Lord. and I just can't get to them. Every time I open it, I'm like, I, uh, fuck this. You know, I, I just throw the phone, like, yeah. you know, and anyway, I don't know. Again, it, I say 314. Don't think that I'm, like, in demand or something. I guarantee you 288 of those are me being made fun of by other comedians. So, um, 
But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, I know uh, from listening to a little bit of the the podcast with Dom, you ran pretty hard back in the day. What did that look like, man? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. um, well, I mean, let's get specific. Um, you want to know what like? Okay, how about this? Um, one of my favorite things to do. Um, and this did not have to be a Friday night, by the way. This could just be a night, okay? Tuesday, Tuesday as you do. <laughs> and uh, it could be a Tuesday where you just fucking – I would get a um, six-pack of uh, – uh, um, uh, uh, oh, my God, Sierra Nevada. I almost said Sierra Mist. <laughs> that's, well, that's where my life is now, that's right? Good, so good. it's like I'm Train. forgetting the name of my beer. Um, a six-pack of Sierra Nevada. And um, I would take them out of the, the, the lovely green case, and I'd line them up. And then I'd put three Vicodin in front of each one. And so each beer uh, was accompanied by three Vicodin. So by the time I was done, I'm fucking rolling 18 Vicodin deep and six beers deep. That'll fucking get the party going. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like that is like a people always talk about cocaine, dude. For me, I'm bipolar. So a lot of things do the reverse for me. And that's just, that's, that's my brain chemistry. So I know Vicodin chills a lot of people out for like a dental thing. They learned really quickly that if they gave me Vicodin for like a dental procedure, I was like, hey guys, what yeah. are you? <laughs> You guys, you guys want to talk about movies? What, what kind of movies you want to talk about? You want to talk about fucking Lance Henriksen, who's the best fucking straight-to-DVD star? Eric Roberts, Lance Henriksen. I'm going Lance. I'm probably going Lance, okay? You know, like, I, I will fucking chew the side. It's like I'm on cocaine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, because you're, you're already definitely high-energy dude. Yeah. Like, what did that, so it did the, it just intensified yeah, they, it. Well, like, well, picture how coke? manic you see me right now. It, like, I've had one cup of coffee today. That was at 8 a.m. So I'm on no caffeine right now. I'm on no sugar, because I'm trying to fucking lose some weight. And so right now, I have nothing in me, no impurities, you know, other than the fucking residual shit from everything I did over the years. Um, that's fucking, I, I, sometimes I feel like there's like a piece of molly that just gets loose, you know, yeah. and just fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Just something... Like, like, it just chips down, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's like, in the bloodstream, here we go, you know. Um, but this is how intense I am right now on nothing. So just picture fucking, it, dude, it, I, oh, Mark saw it. Anyway, um, sorry to keep calling you Mark out, Mark. Mark for it, he's good. Mark saw yeah. plenty. Um, yeah. Um, what, what finally did it? Well, the first time. The first time? Yeah. A full-blown meltdown. A full-blown kick the kids and my wife out of the house. Um, I had a bottle and a half of red wine. I had um, about a half a dozen shots of tequila, uh, a couple of whiskey mixers, um, tons of Vicodin, some Coke. And um, I kicked them all out of the house. I kicked them out of the house first, uh, and then I started doing all this stuff. I was just feeling like I, I knew something was coming. And I'm glad right. I kicked them out, but I, I broke everything in the house. Damn. Everything. Everything was trashed. Everything was broken. I don't remember doing any of it. It's a complete blackout. I wake up the next morning. And my wife had come home to pick something up for one of the kids because she needed to take them to school after she literally slept at someone's house, you know, the night before uh, with the kids on couches because, you know, that's real fucking nice to do to people. Yeah. And um, by the way, it was a casting director friend of mine um, who she was staying with, you know, who has literally been amazing to me. Um, it's a woman named Farrah West. She's put me in a lot of things, she put me on Lost, put me on Dark Blue, put me on a lot of shows and movies like four movies and she's cast me even through my hard times because she just she knows I will always show up to set on time I, I've never missed a call time I've never missed a shoot I'm not one of those guys we had to come at the house and pound on the door and wake me up John Belushi style like I've, I'm, a, I'm a high when I'm using I'm high functioning as shit I can't tell you many comics actually had no fucking clue that I had a problem really oh my Harlan Williams was like I always thought you were a little weird but you know like you know. <laughs> but uh you know um but yeah, I mean, uh, I just I went nuts. Um, they had stayed at Farrah's house the night before. 
that came home to get like a bag of clothes, like dance clothes for my daughter. And uh, Nicole saw everything. I took her entire wardrobe and trashed it. Um, I don't remember any of this. I woke up and like all of a sudden I had little, like little flashes. You know what I mean? Like kind of like the end of uh, Usual Suspects when uh, Chaz Palminteri figures out everything. You know what I mean? He's been lied to the whole time. Putting and the, the, co- the coffee mug is falling. Like I had a nice coffee mug, except mine wasn't like figuring out who the killer was. Mine was figuring out, oh, let's play who's the asshole. You are. You know what I mean? So I had all these flashes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I did. That. Oh, I guess I snapped her favorite tree in half. I guess I took her salon chair and cut it with a fucking knife and pulled the cotton out. Like I just Damn. did. I don't remember any of it, you know? And so she put me in jail, and then um, she got um, she she sent a message to me basically, and uh, said we were done. And uh, then um, when I got out, um, I just had a lot of people say you need to go to rehab. So I went to rehab, um, and uh, just when things couldn't get crazier, turns out Andy Dick was my roommate in rehab. So (laughs) oh, uh, that was insane. How was that? Um, <laughs> I mean, I would just every day I would wake up to some. I mean, it's like, what am I waking up to today? Like, I would just wake up to like. I'd walk in. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, hey, I'm making you a smoothie. I hope you like bee pollen. It's really good for your nose, and it's good for weight loss, which you need. Like, I mean, that that was waking up to Andy. Um, I told him that he touched, grabbed my dick ten years before that. And he goes, you are way too fat for that. I would never <laughs> grab your dick. I'm like, well, I was a lot skinnier then. He goes, I would hope so, because otherwise you'd be lying. Like, and he's, you know, and, and people are always like, is he gay? I'm like, no, it depends on the year. He just goes every other year. He's straight this year. I, no, wait, what year? Is it an even year? It's odd year. Yeah, it's he's straight. Year. He's straight this year. Oh. Um, he'll be gay in 2020. Um, <laughs> we get a new president, and uh, Andy will be sucking dick. Um, it's a good year. Can't wait. Um, How long did you do in rehab? 30 days, 60 days? The first time. That time? Or was that the only time? Well, that time was insane. My wife was pregnant with twins, it turns out. Oh, she was pregnant when you were when yeah, you went into rehab? Yeah, yeah. She didn't know. The day of my meltdown, she didn't know. Um, the meltdown, I don't, I don't ever really like to, I don't really like to say the phrase, oh, well, I melted down because of anything other than alcoholism. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's bad of me to point out that we had just miscarried. And so I was not, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. It's still, I still melted down because of alcoholism because a lot of people miscarry. doesn't mean they fucking yeah. trash their house. But I, I just throw that out there because, you know, it's not like I just woke up and yeah. had nothing to be mad about. Like this was our second miscarriage. We had one in 2011 and then we had one in early, um, in early 15, in January 15, and then we tried, and, and the doctor said, don't try right away because you can't get pregnant right away. Like, the woman's body needs time to heal, and, and you, can, you can't, you can't. And, and I'm like, it's never happened? He's like, I'm not going to say it's never happened. Things happen, Skylar, but, you know, you need to give Nicole a rest. And, like, we just, we kept, we tried right away. Yeah. We tried, and we tried, and we tried. And then I ended up in rehab, and, you know, she has a restraining order on me at this point, and I'd been in jail, and um, I showed up to... Um, uh, I, they would bus us out to a gym, and so we'd go to 24-Hour Fitness, uh, the one right by the ArcLight, and um, we were we were staying in East Hollywood. We would get bussed over there, and so uh, Nicole, I wasn't allowed to contact her. You know, it's been weeks. It's been three weeks now. I'm three weeks in. I'm three weeks sober. I'm trying really hard, and she got bussed, uh, or she, she got a hold of my schedule um, from someone. I, I still, to this day, don't really know how she did it, but she figured out, like, what times we go to the gym 
I'll never forget it. I'm on a treadmill. I'm running. You know, one of my goals is to, like, get in shape and do all the, you know, because that's how alcoholics are, right? It's like you can't just get sober and say, going no, I'm going to get shape. I'm going to yeah. buy a home. I'm going to fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to get a portfolio. Yeah, I'm going to diversify my funds. I don't even know what that is, but I'm going to do it. Like, you know. And yeah. so um, I was, uh, so I was, I was, uh, I was on the treadmill. I'll never forget it. She walks in. She had like this all black workout outfit on, and she had this like fleece on over, and she was holding it shut. And the the physical just behavior of holding something shut in front it was it was it was a warm day. She it was like you you're not getting in, but it was also I have something to tell you. And she literally looked at me, and she um, she goes, "I have one rule: you're not allowed to talk." And I'm running, and I go, "Okay." She goes, "You've already failed." I'm like. <laughs> And so, like, I'm like, damn, damn, this bitch means business. All right. Get it. I'm probably not going to get a beach today. All right. So um, I'm running on the treadmill, and I'm going as fast as I can. And she says, I'm pregnant. And the craziest part about that was something inside me said, if she, when, when I had the meltdown and I was put in jail, I remember just saying to myself, like, what if she was pregnant? Maybe she'd give me a chance. I remember t- saying that in my head, but that was God speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And, and then next thing you know, um, she goes, I don't know if I'm going to keep it, so don't get excited. And so now I'm on the treadmill running. I'm crying, and I didn't know what to do, and I got off real quick. She goes, why are you getting off? I go, can you just stop being so mean? She goes, shut the fuck up. And she goes, tell me to be fuck. She goes, you want to talk mean? How about ripping up your daughter's Katy Perry autograph that you worked so hard to get her backstage at a concert for to meet her that you – fucking move mountains so that your daughter can meet her hero and then while you're blacked out you rip it in a million pieces she i'm like well i can get another one she's she doesn't want another one that was the one that's when she met her you know and i was like fuck dude when you have to look back at the wake oh at first it's awful i look at it now it's not a badge of honor or anything like that but i do look at it now like no that's my truth that's my history i'm not embarrassed telling this story in front of these people only because when i shared aa meetings I've had people that are now lifelong friends that to this day text me and go, hey, man, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this, and I almost did this, but then I thought about that story you told about oh, being on the trip. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't mind sharing these stories. Like, I'm not proud of them, like, but yeah. I'm just not ashamed the way I used to be. And, and look, one day am I going to get to a level in Hollywood where someone's going to find all my shit and they're going to bring it all out and I'm going to have to answer for it again. Yeah, it's 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 abs- if I get more successful, it's going to become more of a story, but like I'm not it's the difference between me and like a lot of these guys and say like the Me Too movement like, you know, the only person that really actually said I did it and I'm going to sit back and listen for I was Louie. Everybody else just kind of fucking had an excuse or I mean, Kevin Spacey came out of the closet. It's like, what are you fucking doing? Like like oh, 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 we're so proud of you, but by the way, you touched a little kid. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, I, I, I'm, I own it. So when they come to me, I, I, I plan on just kind of being bare chested all and like arms saying, I, I, hold on a second. There's a million recordings of me doing Shane's podcast, anybody's podcast. Like I, I, yeah. I've already talked about this stuff. You want to talk yeah. about it again? That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, at a certain point, people in this country have got to get back into the mind that redemption is okay. Mm, you know, because it's fucking this Me Too shit. As much as I support it, I don't think that some of these people should never work again. I don't think yeah. that's the, I, and I certainly don't think that they should all be in the same category. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeremy Piven should not be in the same category as Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein. He just yeah. shouldn't. He shouldn't. And, and these hashtags are dangerous because there are people that can't work now. And also, we're sending this message like, 
don't fuck up. And if you have, you better not let anybody yeah. figure it out or yeah. you will not we were work. Ta- we were talking about that on the, in the car last night about the outrage culture almost, the outrage of everything. And it does. It's ruining people's careers, marriages, yeah. lives, everything. I'm, I'm with you on that. It's, um, it, 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 it can get really intense, you know. And um, I, 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 I pray for people to realize that what is the point of rehab, jail, mental institutions, house arrest, any of these things? Why are we doing any of these things? If you know what I learned quickly, I learned in, in family law court because um, I've been in family law court for a million other things with just other things. Um, and uh, the judges love second chances. And there's a lot of fathers that you may not think are ever going to get custody. And they do because the, for the judge to not believe that someone can change immediately, they'd be saying the things that I order aren't real. They, they order re- rehabilitation. What is rehabilitation? It's literally redemption. It's yeah. like it's like anything. If you hurt your arm, it's like you work it over until it gets a second chance, and now it works like it never happened. That's what we're supposed to do, and it's insane that I even have to argue for it. I can't believe – like everybody has needed a second chance. Not everybody has been thrown in jail and gotten a restraining order from the wife, but everybody <laughs> has needed a fucking second chance. Yeah. Everybody, everybody. You know. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's good. So you're on the treadmill. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed on us. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a little. Motherfucker, I love it. So we, we covered the first rehab stint. Wait, can I say one thing, Absolutely. One thing about that? Because this is the best part. I just, I, I got, a, I, I wrote that redemption thing really meant something to me. Yeah. Um, um, so she tells me she's pregnant. And um, I, I wanted to try and give her a hug, and she wouldn't let me. And so she left. And I'll never forget this. This, like, you don't have to believe in Jesus or whatever it is that I believe in. But, man, t- you can't tell me there's not something. I mean, I, I, I'll never understand an atheist like there's nothing. Nothing. Look at horses and seahorses. <laughs> they look exactly alike. You think that's not fucking someone winking at us? That's, that shit's crazy. Anyway, um, no, next time you see a seahorse, just fuck. It looks like a goddamn horse, all right? Here I am saying goddamn while I'm explaining God. Anyway, so the point is um, irony. Sense. So um, uh, what I want to say is this. Um, this changed my life. This made me go, oh, okay, okay. I've always believed and I've always gone to church, you know, and, and again, deep belief. Not I was never just somebody like, you know, going on Easter and Christmas. That's not me. I've always gone to church, you know. Several different ones. Uh, when, I, when I first moved here, I went to West Angeles. It's an all-black church down on Crenshaw, and I'd go there by myself. And I would just be this little white dude, like, just jumping around, singing <laughs> with everybody. It was so much fun. I loved going there. And Stevie Wonder was in that congregation. He'd get up, and he'd, like, sing and stuff, and it was a beautiful experience. Um, but um, so what happened was um, I went back to the rehab, and this was a rehab that uh, – took all kinds uh this was not uh this 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 first one was not the andy dick one so let me be very clear i went to two during my first uh stab at getting sober this this hard ass one that bust me to a fucking gym every day and then i ended up at one in malibu with with Andy dick so at the hard ass one this one takes all kinds man my roommates were ex-cons and when i say ex-cons i might as well just say cons because my roommate at that place he had just got out of prison and sent to my room so, like, who knows? The jury's out. Like, is he done? Is he an ex-con? Like, is this <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, is he like, kill me? Yeah, like, is this a notch the on the belt? Yeah. yeah. So he was really hard on me. He was from South Philly, 
and uh, he he would tell me stories about like robbing old women and like holding guns to like seventy five year old women's heads and taking their their. It was not a, it was not a fun roommate. I'll tell you that. And uh, he wasn't very inspiring. He didn't believe in much. But when I came back and told him that she was pregnant, he goes, "Oh, dude." He goes, "Man, we gotta we gotta get you in the zone, man. Like you got you got to like get right." Like he actually turned into like a guy all of a sudden. Really? Like, and all of a sudden, I looked at him and I said, "I know this is gonna sound strange, but I need this to be twins." And he goes, what? I go, my wife on our first date, which was here at the Hollywood Improv, which is very fucking strange. I didn't even think about that. Here at the Hollywood Improv, I was in the hallway with Ben Glebe, and I, I turned to Ben Glebe, and I said, um, I'm going to marry this girl one day. And she goes, well, if you're going to marry me, she goes, you better be prepared to have twins. And I said, why'd you say that? And this is back in 2008. And I go, why'd you say that? She goes, I've just known since I was a little girl that I'm going to have twins. And... People's first question is like, oh, well, then she must have twins in her family, so she just had a feeling because, you know, twins are hereditary, right? Here's the deal. The only kind of twins that are hereditary are um, uh, fraternal. Mm. So next thing you know, I would get all these ex-cons and current cons to get on their knees with me every night and pray that my wife was pregnant with twins. Every fucking, they would look at me like, this is fucking so retarded. Let's do it. Like, and they would just get down. And, I, and here's this guy from South Philly going, yo, yo, God, um, I hope that Scott, what's her name? I'm like, you don't need her name. He's like, what's her fucking name? Like, you know, I'm like, Nicole, like, I hope Nicole has two little babies in that stomach instead of one. Okay. And if it's one, he'll still take it. But, you know, he wants to. And then we'd go in a circle and I obsessively would just make sure everyone prayed and they would do it for me every night. And then this kept happening and happening and happening. And after three weeks of doing this every night, I shit you not, I get a day pass. I go down to Anaheim. I go to this place called Before the Stork. It's a, 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 a ultrasound place. And they do an ultrasound. And the woman who owns this ultrasound is a woman named Ashley. It's my best friend's wife. And she's always known that Nicole wants twins. Everybody, If you knew Nicole, you knew she wanted twins. And so literally, I remember she had a mouse in her hand and she was looking and all of a sudden she was, oh, there we go, we have a heartbeat. And her mom walks right over and goes, hey, sweetheart, and they literally just took the mouse and went back and forth and they both just had tears and they go, Nicole's fucking twins. And we just started screaming crazy, and crying. At first, we thought it was gonna be fraternal because it's like, her mom is a fraternal twin, yeah. and her dad had two sets of – sorry. Her dad is a fraternal twin, and her mom had two sets of twins within a big brood of 12 kids. Her mom was Mexican um, within that brood. And so literally we thought, well, it's got to be fraternal. turns out it was identical. Identical is not hereditary. It's the only kind of twins that's not hereditary. So that to me was God saying, you weren't ready in 2011 to have a kid. You weren't ready at the beginning of 15 to have a kid. I had you miscarry twice. Now you're on a sober path. And the only thing that would make your wife give you this last chance is if this was twins. Here you go. Here's the, two, here's, here's the two. You never lost those kids. They never died. I wow. saved them in the wings, and I gave them to you at once. Damn. And every time I think about that, I know for a fact that I got sober at exactly the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit because that's when the, that's when we know it's that organic meant to be type yeah. of stuff. Like I was scared shitless to raise a son. Like my yeah. daughter's nine, my son Cash, he'll, he'll be five next month. And just the way I grew up, I was so fear. Like I remember when my when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, I prayed that it was a girl because I didn't want to have a boy. You know, I was just so scared that I, how the hell am I gonna? I don't even know how the fuck I am. You know, <laughs> and uh, and and right when I got out of rehab. And I, and I got home 
like she literally got pregnant like the next day because we hadn't seen each other in a while right but yeah gave, gave me a son that time and it, i felt that same exact thing like okay shane like now you're ready like you're ready here's your other shot like go get it you know and that's a, I, I feel a, an obligation to my family to myself to god too to to live up to that you know what i mean yeah just keep it keep it going so yeah good shit man that's crazy how, so, how old are your kids now Nine and uh, Cash will be five next month. Cash five. Yeah. And the girl's nine. Yeah. Oh man. It's cr- nine's crazy. No, right no, now, it's bro. not. Wait oh, till she's God. fourteen, bro. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, it's scared. Yeah, dude. Is that yours fourteen? Well, see, everybody said like right when she gets her period, she'll be crazy, and that was not true. No, it wasn't true because she was kind of excited about it. She's like, "Oh my God, yeah, I'm a woman!" Right? Like she was like, so, "Mom, we gotta go get pads. We get, let's go pick up pads." Like she was yeah. really pumped, right? But then like that that any with anything like a relationship or a job, like the the fucking it wears off the excitement, and then all of a sudden it's like, "No, you have a fucking period." All right. And so, like, a year and a half in, all of a sudden, she just became, you know, fucking... Yeah. Oh, man. Then it's a whole different ball. We're very close, me and her. Very close. But, you know, I mean, and she just moved back home. She she tried uh, giving a go at her dad's for a little bit, and now she moved back. And I'll never forget the first thing she said when she came home. She was hugging both of us. And then she was, Mom, she was, holy cow, you know what? She was, you and I are probably going to mirror each other. I heard women do that when they live together. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they For those of you who don't know, like, women can have a tendency to sync up, you know, when they're roommates and stuff. So... <laughs> Uh, it hasn't happened yet, um, but I, I don't know what's worse, actually. I thought about it. Like, maybe the same week is better because then it's like I can just leave for three nights and, like, go to the Four Seasons and I can be fucking, you know what I mean? Like, because when it's, like, all month, you know what I mean? Then it's like, you know, oh, if it's not that corner, it's this corner, you know, so. What, what is your recovery? Periods, right, guys? Yeah, periods, anyway, that's right. Uh, enjoy your wings. Yes. Um, but. Ew. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I love it. I'm a failure. Oh man, what so what? Though, what does recovery look like for you now, though? So you went through a lot of shit, obviously. Yeah, just covered. I mean, you, you I mean, we, we would we would never have time right now for the relapse, but um, yeah. at all. Um, <laughs> but um, dig really deep. Yeah, I mean, well, the short end. Yeah. There is one thing you should know. This, uh, this is uh, uh, this. I think people relate to when I share this at meetings. This is the most lunatic thing I ever did. To cover my tracks because I think that's when we're at our craziest when we're covering the tracks when we're like oh like it's not even usually the thing it's like oh wait a minute you're not going to find out about my thing like you know what I mean and so Nicole and I had an arrangement where when I left first rehab that or the second one there were two like I said the Andy Dick one um you know when I left that one um I said to her I said you are allowed to drug test me 24 7 365 days a year I can't I can't ever be offended for, I mean, and I said for the rest of our lives, like I, I could be 75 and you could just have a doubt. And like, I've, I've got 40 years sober and you are allowed to drug test me. And she's, I'll take that. And that, that was something that made her feel really comfortable. So, um, I was relapsed. I was on pills and, um, cause I, I used to love those. I almost said love those, but I don't anymore. I actually figure out a way not to now. Um, and so, um, she walked up to me and, uh, she had a, a, a piss test in her hand and she handed it to me and I go, Oh, I had to think quick because I was fucking high. Yeah. And I was like, I just peed. <laughs> and she's like, I Brilliant. thought that would work, right? Like, oh, well, plan foiled. You know. She yeah. pulls out a bottle of water in her back pocket. She goes, I thought you'd say that. She goes, drink this and uh, don't leave the second floor until you're done. I'll be downstairs. I was like, fuck. And then, like, I kind of walked around. I looked. And she's literally sitting at the bottom of the stairs on her phone. Like, just, like, yeah, not. Knew, like, huh? There was no way I was going to sneak out and nothing. Like, And even if I snuck out, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> even the things that you take that like maybe might clear you up for a test, like that takes time. You, you can't just it, it, you got to really plan that shit out, you know. And so I don't know what to do. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I mean, like, is there ever a reason why you could have this in your system that would be OK? Like, there's got to be something. I mean, what could you? Oh, and all of a sudden I had this fucking feeling. I'm like, oh, I know what to do. I fell to the floor. I started hitting the ground as hard as I could with my fists. I pulled like some hair out. I ripped my shirt. I started hitting my chest. I, I slapped myself on the face. The, 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 the lunacy, the fucking yeah. lunacy. This is crazy. My, my sponsor, when I told him the story, said, I just want to pause real quick. He goes, you know you're not normal, right? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's okay. He goes, you're not. He goes, normal people don't do this. And I was like, I needed to just hear that simple phrase. Normal people don't do this. And I was like, fuck, because I had always thought that I was just clever. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm just fucking different. Yeah, well, you are, just not how you think you are. You're not better. You're actually just a subset of fucking crazy, you know? And so I, I fell to the ground. I, I pulled the sheets off the bed. I put them over my face, and I was just hitting the ground. I'm screaming. I mean, we're talking like Sean Penn, Mystic River size performance. You know, that's my daughter over there. And so, like, I'm screaming, right? My wife... Runs upstairs. She goes, what's going on? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I looked at her, and I'm holding my side. I've had kidney stones three times before. Like, I know what it looks like. And I know how, how loud I yell when I have it. I know exactly where I hold. I've been to the emergency room. I've been put under three times. I've had to go through my fucking dick, zap it with a laser, and then there you go, right? So I know what that looks like. So I'm on the ground, and she's, is it a kidney stone? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, acting like I can barely talk. She's, okay, okay, I'm calling 911. I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay for that fucking ambulance, you know? So, because <laughs> Wait a minute. We've Wait all been minute. picked up, right, for an overdose, right? <laughs> yeah. Thirteen hundred dollars at the city of LA. You know, no, yeah, don't, no one has that memorized. Anyway, all right. Um, also, not normal <laughs> to to know what it costs to get picked up by a fucking fire truck because you've had too much Molly at the Hollywood Bowl while you're watching MGMT. Anyway, um, so um, sorry, that's a lie. It was Hot Chip. It wasn't MGMT. So um, uh, and New Order. It was Hot Chip opening for New Order. Great show. Don't remember it. Um, so uh, you read that show? Are you serious? Oh my God! Did you OD that night? No, no, you're like, good, you're like good, no, good. sweetheart, I'm not, I'm normal. I'm, so, <laughs> all right, mama can have a drink. Uh, anyway, um, so um, I, um, I'm on the ground, and um, she says, let me call 911. I go, no, 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 I go, I'm going to drive myself. And that should have been her first clue, because I've never driven myself. I've always taken an ambulance. But she just, just she goes, are you sure? I'm like, yes. Yeah. So she takes me downstairs, and I'm, I'm going downstairs, and I'm, I'm holding her on her her shoulders excuse me and i get to the bottom of the stairs and i get in the car and i'm full-on performance i'm leaned over to the side i'm sweating i turn the car on you know what i mean like it wasn't dramatic because i have a prius you know if it's dramatic I'm like ah! <laughs> but like when you're a prius it's like <laughs> and so like i'm backing up and um i'm about to pull out of the uh neighborhood and i just way better like you know shaking my hand shaking my hand as much as i can you know what i mean and i go around the corner and literally the second i got around the corner i just went straight to fucking normal also kind of like the end of usual suspects remember when like uh verbal or he sorry when um when, oh, when he's yeah. walking with a yeah. limp and then he all of a sudden st walks normal you know yeah. that's exactly what it was like you know and so i get around the corner and all of a sudden i'm, I'm i'll never i was literally like talking to myself and i'm like what the f now fucking what you know what i mean so i drive all the way to uh, tarzana providence hospital I get to the ER. 
put in park. I'm like, all right, here we go again. Time for another performance. So now I put on the same performance. I go inside. They put me in a bed as fast as possible. And they said, what's your pain level? One to ten. And I'm like, fucking, you know, if you want the good shit, you got to go spinal tap. You say 11. So I fucking said 11. They gave me the Dilaudid right into the fucking drip. You know what I mean? And Dilaudid is literally liquid heroin. Yeah. It's fucking insane. And so they put it in. Did we get a clap for Dilaudid back there? Too, a little bit of a clap yeah. for that. Big yeah. Dilaudid fan. All right. <laughs> Rick. Yeah. Glad you're in the darkness back there. It really speaks well for you. Uh, you Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that too. Yes. It's like the golf clap. <laughs> Please talk more about Kevin Spacey. That story is funny to me. Fucking Darky oh, McGee shit. back here. Okay. Um, that was great. So next thing you know, um, they give me the lotted, and I have an overnight stay, and in the morning, I, I'll never forget. Dur- during your journey, you will meet a few people that send you a message. You'll meet a few people that just know. When I lived at the Palazzo uh, apartment complex over here in south, the southern part of Hollywood, um, I remember waking up one day after me and Nicole had a big fight. Not a physical fight, but like a yelling fight. And I opened the door and two books fell down. And it was uh, the big book. And it was um, the 12, 12 and 12. And I'd never, I'd never seen those before. I didn't know what the fuck that was. So they fell over. Somebody had left us those there because they heard us fighting. And they're like, oh, I know what that kind of fighting is like. And so I thought they were asshole. I remember just fucking piece of shit. Who the fuck thinks I'm an alcoholic? You know? And so, but my point is, you'll have people like that along your path. And I had a nurse that morning. This nurse walks up and she goes, um, hi, so we have um, your reports. Um, she goes, um, you don't have any stones, any visible stones, but you do have the chemical makeup of the early crystallizations of stones. I go, oh, well, there you go. She goes, uh, yeah, only thing, those don't cause pain. And she just stared at me. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. She goes, so do you think maybe, could this be something else? And she, I mean, she would basically look at me like, yeah. you're, f- you're a fucking liar. Like, Did you I mean, kick like, your own ass? Well, here's the other thing she could see. I was currently relapsed, so... She could see that within the last seventy or last forty-eight hours, I had just gotten um, a fifty-pack of pills, and that a week ago I got another. Like as UCLA, they're all connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like the doctors are busy, so they don't. If you can go to your podiatrist and say, "Oh, I got pain here," you can go to your fucking, you know, your your general practitioner. Oh, it's up here. Like you could just keep fucking doing a circle and do it every fucking week and get your fucking pills. Yeah. So she looked at me like, "Go fuck yourself." And so I came home that morning. Nicole walks up to me and she goes, um, do you have your paperwork? Now, the good thing about the paperwork was she, she didn't put any notes like, you know, patient obviously lying because, you know, that could be like lawsuit worthy. She can't give me her, yeah. give her opinion. But it said early crystallization. So I straight up, lied. I go, babe, I go, they didn't get it, but it's coming. It's coming. And I was so pumped because I remember not only was this going to cover me as to why there's shit in my system now when she gave me the thing, but also I, I, I was like, I have a great excuse for the next six months because I have early crystallization. Something's forming. So to she goes, pills. she goes, here you go. Yeah, to take both. So she handed me the cup and she goes, um, she goes, go ahead and pee. I go, babe, I will, but it's going to be dirty. They just put a lot in me. And she, I'll never forget that. She just looked at me like, oh, but the, the subtext, she said, okay. She goes, that makes sense. But the subtext was, you're fucking lying, and I can't prove it, but I can't wait to fucking catch you. That's the lunacy. That's yeah. the fuck. I mean, that's that's insane. I yeah. wasted an ER's time. I wasted. I took up a bed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like that. That could kill someone. Meaning, because if they're busy enough and and they're just one hand short, death can happen in one second. If one person gets to one person one second late, you know, if they could have gotten there one second sooner and saved them, what if that one second is because I was the one tying that person? Like, it's it, that one's really hard to live with. That one, you know, and as funny as it is in some ways, it's really and, hard to live with. And you're still married. 
Which yeah, I mean, that's like, also that's funny. Yeah, awesome. that's hilarious. Himself. Yeah, like, that's, that's fucking, you after know. After all of that, yeah. I mean, you got a damn good woman. I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. She's, a, she's yeah. a legend. I think... Uh, I think we got the light on back there. Can we finish up with seven and seven? Well, quick? Rick could use some light for sure in his life. <laughs> yeah, let's do. Let's Rick's do just th- back there drinking a fucking Mister Pib, reading Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got it too. Yeah. <clears throat> and thank you, bro. Thank you for sharing and just for coming, being open, man. I mean, that's what this. Shit's yeah, about. man. That's why I created this, like, just so we could share and have a good time. Like you said, sharing those stories in a meeting. Like somebody, even though you're getting it off your chest, that's something that somebody may need to hear that could potentially save their life, their marriage. The, I mean, anything. You yeah. Know what I mean, so I, I appreciate it, bro. Uh, so, all right, seven to seven, real quick. What's the first thing you do every morning when you wake up? <sighs> I mean, fart. <laughs> um, no, I, I love Taco Bell, so that's pretty part for the course. Um, no, the first thing I do right when I wake up, I'm not going to lie. I, I'd love to tell you meditate. I go straight to my phone. I do. I told you I have a problem. I have a fucking problem. I go straight to my phone. I check my mentions, my texts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd love to tell you, like, I'm checking, like, you know, the NASDAQ. Or, you know, before, nope, just, yeah. just checking my mentions. Did anyone talk about me <laughs> <laughs> publicly so others could see it? Uh, Thanks for being honest. Yeah. The difference between sober sex and drunk sex. <laughs> um, oh, um, when, when I was really, 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 really drunk. Uh, I had really poor taste in uh, the soundtrack to sex. Like now, I know exactly what to put on now. Like I know, I'm like, oh, baby's in an Al Green mood. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. Now I know, but back then, like I would put on like impossible techno because I'd be like, I'm gonna fuck to the beat. It's like, you know. So it's pretty much just being. I'm a better. rude. I'm a better curator at this point. You know what I mean? Like I don't really fuck to Bauhaus anymore. You know. So you're considerate. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Are you a folder or a crumpler? Crumpler all oh, day. Shit. You're a crumpler all day. Anyone on, a fold you do is have just a Foley a, shirt. I, I dude. Foley listen, a man. If you fold it, it's like a fucking anal loofah. You know what I mean? Like you are, you're getting everything. There are, there's fucking alleys and corners that you know that shit needs to go down. If it's flat, it's just pushing it to the sides. Like you're like yeah. a fucking pointless like street cleaner. Boat. You're like an anal street cleaner. It's not doing anything. It's just moving it around. You know. So, sorry. I love it. I didn't. I, I didn't pin you as a crumpler, though. I'm a Can you pin somebody as a crum- as a f- <laughs> fucking weird? I don't know. I gotta stop, dude. Right. But I'll tell you who's definitely a crumpler: okay. Jeffrey Tambor. You know who that is. I All right, never mind. Sorry. He's a character actor. Mark got it. All right, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Mark. For yeah, the millennials are like, huh? Who? <laughs> Would you rather be a Scientologist, president of the local bowling club, Mormon on a mountain bike, wearing a bike helmet, mowing random people's lawns, or drunk? How many options was that? I think it was four. Wait, what's the I don't first think one? I know Scientology. That one's already out. Okay, president of the local bowling club. I like that. That sounds fun. Mormon on a mountain bike wearing a helmet, mowing random people's lawns is an act of service. Or drunk. Oh, I don't want to be drunk. Actually, I go back to Scientologist. Okay. No, I, I, I like just, but like, for real. Do you know like about some of the parties they throw and stuff? Like they they literally Tom Cruise gets these like video introductions <laughs> where there's like fucking Mission Impossible music playing underneath. You know what I mean? It's like a pit, like a whole uh, presentation. Yeah, it's like it's like, like it's like, literally religion. It's like the WWE version of religion. Ooh. You know what I mean? They're like, please welcome to the stage, Tom Cruise. <laughs> and there's like this huge <laughs> intro, and he comes out wearing all white with his hands up. That sounds fun, dude. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, something, I gotta say. All right, if AA and NA got into an all-out brawl, who would win? 
Oh, man. Well, it's tough because N.A. is like, you know. Gangster. Cypress Hill listening fucking extras <laughs> from training day, you know. True. And then AA is a bunch of fucking crybabies, but we're, we don't get, we don't stop. That's the thing. We don't, we're sensitive, but yeah. we obsess, and, you know. Um, NA, dude, because they got more guns, dude. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight, all right? Very good. Yeah, NA wins all day. So that's uh, for the course then, because every answer was NA. So NA would absolutely win in the brawl, according to this show, whatever the fuck. Number six, best advice your sponsor or mentor has ever given you. My sponsor always says to me, everything's all right, and everything's going to be okay. And I need that all the time. It's good. Yeah. Last question. Anyone out there listening who may be struggling, uh, what can you share with them that may help them along the way? Um, I get a lot of vibes from people that when they um, – um, you know, I really like that there was a gentleman out there that asked about, like, uh, can you start with a good feeling? Like, is, yeah, is, good. is that maybe – Fake. It's called a pink cloud, is what it's called. Yep. And um, uh, I also like what Matt was saying. Like, 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 I don't know everything. Okay, it's just an opinion of mine that that can be fake. It, it it can be just like this. It's not that it's fake. Your brain really is playing actual physical tricks on you. So you're not. It's not like you're like putting on a performance of a lifetime. Like your brain really is doing something. So you know, I think that um, that feeling uh, can be. Um, it, it it can be. It can be deceiving because it's not necessarily going to feel like that all the time. Because I also like that he said, you know, uh, I, you just feel more real. And that just means yeah. everything. So um, just know that, no, you're you're about to get handed a big slice of fucking stress or life or so, something's coming. You know what I mean? Because God doesn't just go, oh, you're sober now? Well, never going to get an accident again. Never going to get your heart broken. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that, oh, oh, no way. It is still coming. It's just how do we react to it now? Um, so... Um, you know, um, ah, damn it. I forget where I was going with this. What was the question? Um, any advice or thoughts? Oh, I, I know struggling. what I was trying to say. Yeah. So I, I, I get this. It, it, the, and the reason I thought of uh, the newcomer that asked that is uh, I get the vibes that I'll take someone to a meeting or if I can't go, I'll make sure they get to one with someone and like whatever. I'll get someone to the first meeting or two or three. And then they're pumped, right? They're pumped like, oh, man, everyone's so nice and stuff. But then I'm like, cool, cool. So uh, how about getting down to the work and stuff? And then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, you know, I'm just uh, like, you know, I think the meetings are cool. Like, you know, I don't know that I'm, I need that stuff. It's like, oh, OK, that's cute. That's <laughs> good <laughs> luck. Yeah, uh, it's not for me. You know, it's like that's not how it works. It, there's no there is no sitting on the sidelines. It, you you got to be in the middle of the herd. Uh, but I get the vibes that there are people that the second they find out that there's work to do, they're worried that, well, what if I go and do all the work and what if it doesn't work? What a waste of time that will have been. And my thing, because by the way, when I say I get the vibes that that's the way they are, that's the way I was. So I, it takes one to know one. Yeah. So my, what I had to finally tell myself was, oh, okay, okay. So, because I'm obsessed with, I don't want my time wasted. It's, it's one of my defects is that I'm, I'm constantly just trying to make sure that my time's not wasted, you know? And so... My thing with that is the way I got around that finally, the way I finally said, well, maybe I'll just try this is, well, nothing else has been working. You know, like, so well. all I've been doing is wasting my time. Yeah. So my, you know, like an insane person does the same thing over and over expecting a different result. Like, like, like to, to not do the steps is just doing that over and over. over I've and always over. not done the steps. Yeah. So how about just fucking trying it? Even if you think it looks like a big fucking pile of waste of time, because I promise yeah. you, I've never had one person go, I just got to step 12. Fuck you. <laughs> I it's never fucking happened. Yeah. It's never happened. 
It's just, so, and listen, maybe people are lying to me because I yell a lot and I'm intense and they're scared of me. I don't know. I can't fucking make those promises to you. We'll find out. But you know what? I can't yell anymore, so I don't think people are still lying to me because, you know, daddy fucking messed that up, okay? Yeah. I mean, if you want to Vince Vaughn this, we can do this all night long, okay? <laughs> I mean, here we are talking about sobriety in a dark fucking room, right? Who's got the, you got coke? Blink twice. Who's got coke? <laughs> all right, I, mean, I don't even know what's happening right now, okay? I mean, daddy says we got to go, so daddy says we got to go. But, you know, anyway, uh, new guy, fucking stick with it, baby. Hell yeah, bud. Yeah. Skylar Stone. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks to the Improv for having us out. Thanks to all of our guests. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Foundations Recovery Network and Humans Music. Be sure to check those guys out too. You can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Connect with us one more time on Instagram, at realthatsoberguy, at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.